0: Yeah, how narrow is her butt? Like, how big is this toilet? I don't understand.
1: (laughs)
2: She just falls right in. Like, are you a toddler? Like...
0: (laughs) This is Growing Up Millennial, a podcast all about that media we loved in the 90s and early aughts. I'm Helene, a quintessential millennial who loves media so much that I just had to do it every day of my life for my job oh and i'm one of your
2: hosts (laughs) and i am adri your other host and a geriatric millennial who grew up in a tropical island and now has a pink christmas tree question mark oh hi cleo
0: are those two related or they just is that just a fun fact
2: just a fun fact for <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I didn't know that you had
0: a pink Christmas tree. I'd like a picture at some point.
2: Oh, it was in my Instagram stories, Helene. I looked wow. your Instagram stories. Wow.
0: I must have missed it. Wow. I'll have to go look again. See, listeners? I'm also just like, I, I don't pay attention to your life. I don't, we're not actually friends.
2: It's fine. Yeah, this is what it is. It's just like a business transaction.
0: I was actually just thinking about this the other day. Mo- probably the majority of listeners don't know how we know each other. Like, as far as they know, we're just like two strangers (laughs) that decided to do a podcast one day. Which is kind of the truth. Yeah, it's just
2: uh, kind of. Kind of what happened. (laughs) (laughs) So you would be correct if that was your theory. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, we met through
0: our first project, just in case people are curious. If you're not curious, then skip this, I guess. But we met through our first project, Accio Politics. Um, I was volunteering at a website that had Acu politics under their umbrella of podcasts. And mm-hmm. I volunteered to be a producer and eventually
2: producer turned to host. And yep. yeah, it was a match made in heaven. In podcasting heaven. Yes. Uh but you had also had some experience podcasting in other podcasts before. So that wasn't your first foray into hosting.
0: I honestly don't remember what I'd done before. Speak BC? Yeah, I did speak BC, but I think it was, I don't know if that was before that. Yeah, it was. Oh. Okay, great.
2: That's awesome. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And yet I'm always learning. (laughs) As am I. Although sometimes I feel like I'm going backwards, you know? It's just maybe maybe it's just like a part of learning is kind of you go a little backwards to then go forwards. I don't know.
0: We're all human. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about ourselves here as much today because we have something else to discuss, Helene, and what that might be. Yes. So this
0: season, uh, we're on, what, the eighth episode of the season? So I hope by now you Mm -hmm. know what the season is about. But this season, we are discussing the iconic direct-to-TV, dual-star entertainment in production
2: with Tapestry Films uh, movies. Featuring Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. And this one actually did not go straight to DVD or VHS or whatever. No,
0: you're right. This is the one exception.
2: <laughs> this is the one theatrical release.
0: Yes. This episode, we are talking about New York Minute, which, as Adri just mentioned, was the first, I think, and only, and only. <laughs> theatrical release. And also... Uh, notably, the last movie that Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen ever made and released together ever. Wait,
2: maybe Billboard Dad, or It Takes Two were theatrical releases, but they it wasn't produced. I don't think by Dual Star only.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I thought maybe there was like one more, but I couldn't remember. It but basically of the batch it was... that we've
2: been talking about up to this point, yes, the first uh, theatrical release after a bunch of direct-to-video movies.
0: Yes, and it was the last one they've done. So I think this might be the last thing they ever acted in as well. Like, they they quit acting after this movie, I believe. Well, no, actually, no, I think, no. I think um, Ashley.
2: Mary-Kate did Beastly with Vanessa Hudgens.
0: Um, oh, she was in that? Also, I, I never saw yeah. that, but I didn't know she was in that.
2: Yeah, and uh, she was in that, like, character arc on Reed's. I was going to
0: say, uh, yeah, was it Ashley or Mary-Kate that did that? I can't that was remember. Mary-Kate. Okay, so Ashley quit acting, I think, after this movie. I actually yes. might have it written down um, in my 411 section. But yes, I do remember Weeds happened after this. So it's the last movie or project that they ever did together because Ashley did yeah. quit, quit after this movie, quit acting.
2: All right, well, let's get... Let's get that summary out of the way then.
0: Yes. Well, as we said, the episode is all about New York Minute. It was released on May 7th, 2004, and it was directed by Denny Gordon and written by Emily Fox, Adam Cooper, and Bill College, or collage, uh, with story by Emily Fox. And um, so this is this is what the movie is about. So Jane and Roxy Ryan don't really have a lot in common. Sounds familiar. That was kind of the plot of a couple of our older other movies Uh that we discussed uh uh Uh, in fact that the only thing that they do have in common is their identical faces uh jane is a type a germaphobe with severe ocd and big academic dreams while roxy is more of a slacker drummer who doesn't really take anything seriously and has skipped so much school that she has been dubbed nassau county's number one truant (laughs) Uh goodness uh jane has a really big speech to try and to make and try and win a scholarship to oxford and uh roxy skips school again to go to a simple plan video shoot and so they decide to head into the city together and chaos ensues uh cue a very convoluted and confusing plot or plots more accurately um (laughs) including uh, a hairless dog a racist chinese pirating ring and uh, the girl's constantly being chased by a very determined yet wacky truancy officer. Uh, somewhere along the way, the girls meet two cute boys because, of course, they do. It's America and Ashley. It's Kate and Ashley also movie. Of course, they meet two cute boys. And everything work, works out for them in the end because, again, it's Kate and Ashley movie. And because, I mean, obviously, it, it always will, you know. So believe me, I don't think there's a better way to explain what happens in this movie. There's this is This is the best that I can explain it. I promise.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for that. But now I'm going to have to ask you to do the 411 for us as well.
0: Yes, yes. Okay. So as I mentioned, it is the second. Okay. So this is, I had this written down. I thought I did. So this is the second theatrical film release after It Takes Two. So that's the only other one that was released theatrically. Uh, But it is the final theatrical film release for the Olsen twins. Uh, and it is, as mentioned, the last film fi- featuring both Mary-Kate and Ashley, um, as the former went on to her own acting projects, like we talked about, and the latter, Ashley, quit, quit acting. Uh, and also the last film to be produced by Dual Star Entertainment before it went into dormancy. So RIP Dual Star. And the film in general received j- like negative reviews overall from critics and was a pretty much a box office bomb. However, several publications have since reevaluated the film as a cult classic in the years after its release. I don't know if I fully agree with that assessment, but there you go.
2: Uh, I guess and in, cult classics can still be problematic, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know if it really has the following to be considered a cult classic, but maybe. Maybe it
2: does. I don't know. Maybe that following will find this podcast.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Come, come listen to us talk about it. But uh, because it was the it is the only theatrical release we're talking about, I decided to include some uh, box office numbers just to give some perspective. So the film earned five point nine six million in its North American opening weekend. And it finished in fourth place behind Van Helsing, Mean Girls, iconic and Man on Fire and it set it it's setting a record low for a film playing in over 3000 theaters. So, d- <laughs> did not do great. Uh the film went on to gross 14.1 million overall in North America and 7.2 million internationally for a worldwide gross of 21.3 million. I have no idea if that how how much that really made up for production costs and everything, but you
2: know. It didn't Not say great. any of the budget.
0: I didn't see anything, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure I could find it if I looked hard enough. <laughs> um, and then I had one fun fact, which is that Mary-Kate learned how to drive stick shift for this movie. She had to do that. And then I have all my cast shout outs. So before I get into that, was there anything you wanted to add for
2: 411? Yes, the movie's budget was 30 million dollars.
0: Oh, yeah, they did not. They only made worldwide gross of 21.3. So, yeah, they were out $9 million. That sucks.
2: That really sucks. That's probably
0: why it was one of the last movies they ever made together.
2: Or, you know, they're tired and burnt out. Of oh,
0: acting. yeah. It, it, yeah, that too. But I'm sure that... It could be many that, things. Yeah, the fact that they lost $9 million might have also... I mean,
2: I it. would say... <laughs> I would say if I was had a career that was like... You know, very lucrative up to a point. And then one day I lost a significant amount of money. I would say, you know what? Let's quit while we're ahead. Okay. Like we don't, we don't do the sunk cost fallacy here. (laughs) You know,
0: I think that's a very smart decision. So I believe that they probably thought that probably makes sense to me.
2: Yeah. I can, I mean, I completely understand. All right. I'm good if you want to go into our deep dive into this. Well, no, I have Let's to do dish. the cast.
0: Let me, let me oh, do the go cast ahead. really quick. Yeah. So, um, as you all know, love to call out the the notable people in the films. So we have a lot of them in this movie, unlike the last one where we were like scrounging mm-hmm, around for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first of note is Eugene Levy of Schitt's Creek fame. He plays Lomax, the truancy officer. Uh, love him. He, I mean, in the movie, he's a little wacky, like I said, but, you know, I love Eugene Levy in general. That was fun. Uh, we get arguably the most recognizable lo- love interest to date with Jared Padalecki as Trey. Uh, Padalecki is most well known for playing Dean in Gilmore Girls and Sam in Supernatural. So most people can recognize him. And then we get Andy Richter as Benny, uh, who is the bad guy in this film. And he's one of those guys that you recognize, but like don't exactly know why. And he plays small roles in classics such as Malcolm in the Middle, Elf, Will and Grace, 30 Rock, Arrested Development, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and a ton more. And I was looking at his IMDb. He has 141 acting credits on his IMDb. Like it was one of the longest lists I've seen. So absolutely insane. That guy gets a lot of work.
2: Wow. So like a real character actor kind of vibe.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's been in all. I ton mean, but like a
2: cameo, a character actor, not like, you know. Yeah, I mean this I movie
0: like... was a pretty big role for him. I don't know if he has has like roles of this magnitude in other things. So
2: Yeah. But so he, just like he's uh, maybe yeah. background or one line or something in other things. Possibly. I
0: haven't seen Elf in a really long time, so he might have a bigger role in Elf. I don't know, but um yeah, that's Andy Richter, and then Riley Smith, who plays Jim. That's uh, the other love interest in this film. He's another one that you'd like recognize, but not really know why. Uh, he has some short episode runs on shows like True Blood, Freaks and Geeks, and Nashville, um, and he showed up in like Bring It On and Motocross, which I know. I think we've talked about Motocross at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, and that's not—he's not one of those guys that's like in one episode or something. He's in like you know two to five episodes, uh, so he does like he might be more recognizable because of that.
2: So he does like a character arc on like series and stuff.
0: Yeah, but he's—he's he's like he's not—he's like a probably a special guest star, not like a, a re- mm-hmm. recurring character. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and this last one is very sad because we get a cameo from the late Bob Saget who famously played the twins' father, Danny Tanner, on Full House. And this is actually his second cameo in a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. He also showed up in their very first film, To Grandmother's House We Go.
2: Aw, that's so cute.
0: Yeah, he doesn't really speak. Uh, He kind of just, like, looks at them on the street.
2: Oh, yeah. No, that's, like, it was one of my favorite moments. I rewound it.
0: Yeah. Because I yeah, was like, really oh,
2: because he looks so confused. I'm like,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah,
0: it was cute. I remember cute. laughing out loud when I saw that in the theater the first time, for sure. Yeah. All right. Were um, we ready talk- to
1: dish?
2: Did we talk about Dr. Drew?
0: Oh, no, I didn't put Dr. Doctor- That's her.
2: That's their dad, isn't it? Yes. Dr. Oh, Drew my gosh. plays their father. And- I
0: can't <laughs> believe I completely skipped that.
2: <laughs> and I were watching this movie and. I see Dr. Drew like show up and then I'm like, is that Dr. Drew? And Seth is like, nah, it can't be. And it was right before like Dr. Drew came in like the credits. It totally is. Like the intercredits. And I was like, yeah, it it is. is.
0: It totally is. I didn't even register it until you said it. (laughs) Because you said Dr. Drew and I was like, oh my God, that was their father. I didn't even know it. (laughs) That's crazy. And he's, like, in a few scenes. He's not, like, a main character, but he's in a few scenes.
2: Oh, but he's, like, notable enough in the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that it. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell they had a budget for this movie, for sure.
2: Dr. Drew. And he plays a literal doctor. <laughs> he
0: does. Not that type of doctor that I think he is famous no, for. No, <laughs> yeah.
2: He's, like, he's not an OB, but he plays an OB in this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was fun. <laughs>
0: Make it to the list of potential favorite dads. We'll see, we'll see when we talk about I was, that.
2: I was just thinking, like, did Helene say Doctor Drew, and I just zoned out. Like, no. it was like maybe I just should ask just in case, and if I sound stupid, I'll take it out.
0: No, yeah, no, you you got me. You did good job.
2: <sighs> oh, this is so beautiful. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm ready cherish to dish this
2: moment forever. Okay, <laughs> let's dish. <laughs>
0: Let's dish. So we open, the opening credits are inside a big clock. Um, and it turns into a nightmare that Jane is having. Jane's nightmare. And she's like running, like, it's like a, a big clock and it turns into like, like a clock tower type thing. She's like running around in like a circle, you know, circular building um, and people are.
2: It's giving um, corporate Alice in Wonderland. Kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, people are, like, hopping out of doors, like, sticking their heads out of doors and, like, saying things that are scary for her. Um, like, you're late. You, how, how, like, you're gonna, you're gonna fail. Do you even know what you're gonna do? Like, stuff like that.
2: Did you um, notice that the guy from the dream was the guy from the corner store?
0: I did not put, I mean, I, looking back on it now, yeah. Um, but no, I, when I saw him in the dream, I was like, oh, it's some guy. I don't know who that is yet. I, I didn't really put two and two together.
2: I mean, I, I the moment I saw him at, at the corner store, I was like, that's the guy from the dream. Okay, so is she a little bit psychic now? Is that what we're
0: suggesting? Uh,
2: is it, like,
0: maybe she's seen because I'm like, can you dream about someone
2: you've never met before? I guess maybe she's seen him before on the street. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I, ju- I'm just saying, it's opening up the possibility that she's a little psychic or something.
0: I guess. There's no other... <laughs> It's of that in the film but we'll
2: go with that why not that's on. that's fun why not they always <laughs> do some weird shit with dreams in these movies
0: they do yeah they're not sharing a dream in this one though they're not having no, the same dream
2: no no but there's like a big dream component to like almost all of them yeah, after that's true. a certain point that's true
0: i do have to say roxy shows up her sister roxy shows up in this dream and her hair is like 12 feet tall
1: Mm-hmm.
2: it
0: it was ridiculous i'm like this is a, and this must just be how she sees her sister because there's she never has hair like that throughout the movie well that's
2: exactly exactly it that that's how she sees her like that's
0: yeah yeah the it impression. was stupid tall hair <laughs> <laughs> um so the nightmare is that jane is late uh she's supposed to be giving this speech which is basically the whole plot of the movie Um, and she's late for the speech and when she arrives to give the speech in front of everyone she's naked on the podium Mm -hmm. which I was surprised how often the girls namely Ashley in this movie were naked (laughs) Mm I was like "Whoa, they are no longer children I mean you don't see anything obviously it's Mary Kate and Ashley film but like just even seeing her bare back when they like show like behind the podium you see like her bare back and you're like yeah
2: (laughs) escándalo
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Like, this is an American Ashley movie, guys. What's going on? hmm So then we whoosh all the way across New York. Then, <laughs> then we it.
2: spend 15 of the $30 billion budget on yeah. an aerial shot.
0: Yeah, we literally just, I, re- I wrote whoosh, like, with six O's. Like, we whoosh all the way across New York.
2: <laughs> um, guys, this was before drones were, like, you know? What they are doing. Yeah, today. they must This
0: they is, must have, like, uh, done a helicopter cam or something.
2: This is a very expensive shot, is all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, they probably, like, got in a helicopter and flew over the city, is my guess. mm mm-hmm. um, And we we whoosh across New York into Jane's bedroom, where she wakes up from her dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, she walks downstairs to go make her dad coffee, because she's basically, you know, the grown-up in this house. Mm-hmm. And as she's walking downstairs, she passes a bunch of family photos on the wall, including one of their mother. So fun fact, though, I did I did find out that the family photos on the wall are actually Mary-Kate and Ashley's real family photos. But they just cut out their real parents, Jarnett and David Olsen, and replace them with Dr. Drew mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the actress that plays their mother. In this movie, though, their mother is has died. Um, we don't get any information on that whatsoever. We don't know mm-hmm. when or how. Uh, <laughs>
2: or so no <laughs> yeah nothing about her as a person other than she liked how different they were
0: yes yeah we yeah we do learn a little bit about that later but yeah in terms of like it's yeah we see a picture of her but that's about all we get um and then um so i did note that we, ashley is the type a sister again in this film and mary kate is a slacker type so ashley is jane and uh mary kate is roxy so it's just like the challenge was kind of, they're kind of like, you know, getting into this type of role that they like to play, I guess. And um, Jane on her, she kisses her photo of her mom um, saying that she misses her and then runs around the house, like basically acting like her mom. So she gets her dad coffee and then she goes and wakes up Roxy, who has fallen asleep with her headphones on.
1: <laughs> mm hmm.
0: Yeah. And then we see the contrast of Jane and Roxy as they both get ready for the day. This was a fun shot. I liked this. They were like showing Jane's closet versus Roxy's closet. Uh, Yeah.
2: Roxy's closet is classic ADHD girly. (laughs) Really? Classic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like Jane's is all light and pastel colors and obviously very, very meticulously clean and organized. um, While Roxy's is like a mess, obviously, which is like clothes everywhere. And we actually have there's like a pair of white lacy panties front and center, which <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was what? like, dang, dang, <laughs> all right. Uh, and we see Jane practicing her speech. Uh, she the speech that we've been talking about, like, she's a finalist for this McGill fellowship that will give her a scholarship to Oxford, which I mentioned in the summary. So, that's that's what's going on with Jane. Um, and she's practicing the, practicing this speech, and then we cut to Roxy, who gets an I.M. Which seeing oh, well, so- messenger was a, was a ride. Seeing what Awells. a
2: blast from the past.
0: Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, an I.M. Man, I remember wow. that." Uh, and she gets this I am from her manager, Justin. Um, she's in a band, uh, and Justin is the band manager. And he tells her that there's a simple plan music video shoot that day in the city, and so she uh, decides to find fake, forged papers that say that she has chicken pox, so that she can. No, no, no. She has
2: a program. Yeah, that forges these things.
0: Yeah, she is. She's got it down.
2: It's giving clueless yeah you know like clueless closet but on a rebel
0: <laughs> yeah i mean you don't get to be nassau county's number one truant without some sort of system you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, but her dad pops in to check on her and she lies to him and tells him that she's finishing an essay and mentions that he thinks she hasn't cut school in three weeks yeah no so- three whole weeks So she's been getting away with this for a while. Uh, I actually don't know how many of those days in the three weeks she actually attended school or if she skipped the entire three weeks. I have no idea.
2: I mean, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't put anything past her. Yeah, (laughs) I I really wouldn't either. Well, one thing about the program that I really enjoyed is it told her how many times she'd use a particular excuse and when was the last time. That yeah. she used it. I paused it and I started reading.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. There are a lot of really good, like, um, Easter eggs in this film. Which is funny because, like, there are things that you wouldn't see unless you paused it. And then this movie came out in theaters first. So you can't, like, pause it. <laughs> okay.
1: So, um,
2: um, for example, this was my favorite. Muscle spasms were used 11 times. and were last spasms. Yeah. And were last used... On December 14th, 2002. <laughs> oh my god. I had but no idea. She had never used chicken pox until well, she, that, oh, that, that
0: it, You can only use it
2: once. <laughs> so yeah. Well, you better you know, use it right. <laughs> but I'm just letting you know. Also, yeah. Jane has toilet seat liners oh yeah, in her own bathroom. That was my next. Jane, yeah. Please seek
0: help. Please. Yeah, I I wrote that down, too, because I was like, "You're it's your own bathroom. You can keep it as clean as you need it to be. Why do you need toilet seat covers in your own bathroom? I guess she does. Wait, she does. Wait. She shares it. She shares the bathroom with Roxy. It? Yeah, because they have one of those, like, they both open the door and then, like. It's, oh, yeah, I that's it how the
2: snake cool. got in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a hallway
0: at first, but then you see their double sinks. Oh, sorry, I just hit the mic. Uh, you see their double sinks. Um. So then I'm like, oh, they they have a... Their bathroom is huge, and I love it, and I want it. Um, but yeah, I think they share a bathroom. I So I guess that's probably why she does it. She just doesn't trust. But she still... She can clean the bathroom. It's her bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Anyway.
2: Anyway. Anyway. It was a lot.
0: It was a lot. Yeah, so this is where we... Yeah, the pet snake that you just talked about. Like, this is when Roxy realizes her pet snake, Ringo, was missing. Um mm-hmm. And we learn that she's a drummer. She has a drum set. Now... When we go back to Jane's room, I we learned that Jane is a Republican, and I could not. <laughs> How did I miss that? You mi- you missed it. There's a picture yes. of Arnold. So she has a picture with Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was governor, and he was specifically a Republican governor. I looked. I double checked yeah, in nature. Yeah, yeah. He's uh-huh. like, I'm proud to be in the party of Abraham Lincoln. Blah blah. blah. You know that that kind yeah, of Republican. Whatever. And then. She has a, they zoom in on a George W. Bush bobblehead on her desk.
2: What? I completely missed this shit. And I am so glad I did, you know?
0: Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? She's a Republican? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm sorry. They're probably Republicans listening to the pod, but I'm sorry. I d- <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody.
2: Helene is very triggered, okay? <laughs>
0: Anyway, that was that's a thing we saw, and then that that's we see she gets in the shower and Ringo the pet snake s- sneaks into the shower with her, and she screams and uh, Roxy comes and gets him out.
2: Yeah, and then uh, we have a shot of uh Roxy like reading Rolling Stone, who has Ozzy Osbourne on the cover, which is funny because Ooh. Jack Osbourne uh, is plays her manager. Oh, my gosh. He was an Osprey? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't tell me that this is
0: another one I'm sneaking past you. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no what? idea he was an Osprey. No, that's yeah, amazing. that's
2: Jack Osprey.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. He's like the one I don't recognize. Like, I recognize most of the other Osprey's, but I did not recognize him. <laughs> that's amazing. That's about out. the
2: time they were doing, I think, the reality show. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, honestly, though, because
0: like this guy, I was like, this guy is not the best actor, but it makes sense that they would want him
2: in the show. For name recognition, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, We get a shot where like it basically is contrasting their outfits, which I know that we can talk about this more if we want in the fashion victim Mm -hmm, versus fashionista, mm -hmm. but I, I have other notes for that section. But basically, Jane is dressed like a 40 year old mom wearing a pencil skirt and pink tweed. Mm-hmm. Well, Roxy, on the other hand, has ripped jeans, flare jeans, may I add, back in the day, uh, flip-flops, which I love the flare-jean and flip-flop combination.
2: I was um, a flip-flop flare-jean girly. Oh, yeah. All through high school and college. So, yeah, I
0: remember those days vividly. Yeah,
2: Vividly.
0: <laughs> and then she wore a, <clears throat> a Metallica t-shirt over a white long-sleeve shirt, kind of like giving, I don't know, this is a bad uh, comparison but like sheldon cooper big bang theory vibes long sleeve <laughs> yeah short sleeve yeah. layers, but the white long sleeve underneath was just like riddled with holes i was like yeah that yeah she's she's crunch
1: yeah yes. tracks.
0: and then we go downstairs um jane is making breakfast basically jane is acting like the mom that's the point of these things um jane has taken the mom's place uh To try and take care of the family because no one else, like the dad's too busy and Roxy's just a slacker. And Roxy asks why Jane insists on playing mom, and they just fight. They fight over that, and we see Jane's obsession with sticky notes literally everywhere, all over the fridge. Like their sticky note, their fridge is like more sticky note than food. (laughs) Um, It's it's bad. And then I thought this was cute. Uh, Jane has this like day planner that is like her life, which is a huge part of the plot later. So put a pin in that. Uh, but she opens her day planner and there's a sticky note at the
2: front that says, remove stick from butt. I also wrote that down because it's one of my favorite things.
0: <laughs> it was really funny. And then Jane gets super pissed and she's like, never, ever, ever touch my day planner. Like she turns into the Hulk. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. She actually turns into the Hulk, she turns green and, you know, gets really big and then kills Roxy. It's a whole thing. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, Um,
2: I mean, that would have been (laughs) more believable than some of these plots, you know?
0: Yes, I agree. Uh, So then the dad comes in. We find out that the dad might have to miss Jane's big speech because he's a big shot OB doctor who might have to deliver some babies. See, this is where Roxy asks her dad to sign... A quote-unquote field trip permission slip <laughs> for Shakespeare um, in the Park. <laughs> yeah, for Shakespeare in the Park, and he's like, "Oh, what are you going to go see?" And she's like, "Oh, the one with the girl and the guy and then love." He's like, "Oh, Romeo and Juliet." Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Roxy forges her dad's signature from the permission slip onto the chicken pox and form or whatever, and faxes that onto her school. So plan enacted. Real clever. Yeah, she's she is pretty clever. So uh, Roxy has to give Jane a ride to the train station because she doesn't have her own car because she's saving up for college because she's a very practical young lady. And as they're getting in the car, Jane asks Roxy to put on the radio and instead she plugs and this part. I I died. I was like, oh, my God, it was such a small thing. She plugs her iPod into the car Mm -hmm. and puts it. Mm-hmm. and that ipod just brought back every memory like it was the exact ipod i had it was like that big thick probably like the 80 gigabyte white yeah yeah brick.
2: yeah the classic like, like, ipod yeah iPod
0: brick. yeah it was like the, it was like a brick like i loved that thing it was and it had the wheel and it was like yeah. oh it was so cool like you spin the wheel and it moves it was so fun i loved it
2: oh and then i had the the pink mini mini do you remember Ooh. those They were like thin i think long yeah, I had, I think,
0: and this is, I'm, I'm, we were not a wealthy family, but somehow I d- do think I ended up with at least one iteration of every version of the iPod.
2: Hmm. Well, it's, there's the there's the Bahamas thing, there's the American Girls dolls, there's the iPods. Um, it's sounding like you were the <laughs> youngest child.
0: Yeah. Now, I do think I must have been more <laughs> spoiled than I remember being, but I do know that <laughs> I do know that, like, in general, like, we never went on vacation. They never wanted to buy me new clothes. It was all – it was just, like, you know, one gift a year or whatever. Anyway, anyway <laughs> um, I did have that long pink one at, at some point. And then I, had, I got the – because I got the iPod video eventually when they had the iPod video
2: as oh. well. I had the iPod um, – was that the, Nat, like, the mini or, like, the shuffle too?
0: The, yeah, I had the shuffle. That was like the very the clip first on one.
2: one. Yeah, like that one the was literally on just a.
0: It was literally just a stick, and yeah, yeah, you couldn't choose what song you wanted to play. It just like played anyone at random.
2: Yeah, and, oh, and I miss iPods. Like, and then you had to like download all like your music into it.
0: Wow. Yep, CDs. You had to burn your CDs, and you could buy from iTunes. But yeah, there was no sub- streaming or subscriptions. Do you services. know how
2: many viruses I got? Downloading from LimeWire, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> from like what Netscape and LimeWire, and all yeah, that yeah, function? yeah. Oh my gosh, same, same, same. Um, so this is where we learn that someone is photographing them. They gotta stop them. It turns out to be Lomax, who is the truancy officer, who we will see a lot more of. in Also, this film. the Although- second,
2: the second character named Max, who ends up being like a sinister figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I had him as Max for a good amount of my notes, but then I was like, I feel like Lomax is just, like, they, they don't ever really call him Max. He's listed as Max. In oh, they've been, ca- they called him
2: once as Max. And then they said Lomax.
0: Yeah. So his name is Max Lomax, which is stupid. Yeah. A yeah name.
2: Of course. Um. I mean, <laughs> why would he have a real sounding name? Helene?
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) I honestly think, okay, and maybe we can talk about this once we've introduced all the plots, but I feel like there could be at least one, if not two plots that could have just been dropped. And I feel like this truancy officer one is probably the one I would choose. Yeah. If they had to chop a plot, because there's so many plots in this movie.
2: (laughs) One too many plots, I agree.
0: Yeah. So they're in the car, and a simple plan sticker flies out of the window. And Lomax Which gives
2: Lomax an idea of where this is headed.
0: Yeah. For some reason, every single person in the entire city knows that Simple Plan is shooting a video shoot in New York City today. And it's like, there are, like, on average, probably approximately six billion things happening in New York City on any given day.
2: How do you know? Also, Helene, in an age of not very much social media reach, you know how... Right? Right? <laughs>
0: It was on the news though, which is another thing that I have, I have issues about when we get to that scene that they do have. (laughs) Anyway.
1: uh,
0: So yes, he sees the Simple Plan sticker that flies out of the car and is like, oh, they must be, she must be skipping school to go to that video shoot that I, for some reason, as like a 50 year old man, know about. Anyway.
2: Yeah, who (laughs) doesn't even know who Simple Plan is. What they do, what they are. Like, for all he knew, it could have been a birth control flyer.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't seem to to have any children. At least not that they talk about. So it's not like he has a teenage daughter that's telling him about this stuff. But Well, and it's clear
2: later in the video shoot that he has no idea what this is.
0: Also, since we're on the topic, I just, and I I think I alluded to this in the last episode, but Simple Plan was literally my favorite band back and during
1: this time. So, so for me
2: it was Simple Plan panic at the disco um type but more panic at the disco than simple plan.
0: Oh yeah, for no. Simple, simple Plan was yeah, Simple Plan was my number one. I guess that Simple Plan and like All American Rejects, those were like my
2: Oh, yeah. Those were good too.
0: Yeah, so when this movie came out, I was I was I was the target audience because yeah, you so were de-
2: excited. <laughs> you and I were ba- basically the target audience. You yeah,
0: know? I was so excited. I love Simple Plan, and I still haven't seen them live. I really need to. They're they're touring again, so I have to. I have to try and see huh. if I can get them live. Anyway, love Simple well, Plan. I guess. Uh-
2: <laughs> The, the, sometimes the one good thing about getting older is that all your favorite music acts start touring again at much cheaper prices
0: right they go on like reunion tours and they get back together it's great It's fun. and you
2: can you know and you can afford it finally and not have to like be begging your parents
0: yeah yeah yep and you have your own money exactly it's perfect yeah so the girls are supposed to are like on the way to the train station but they take a pit stop at uh Roxy's manager aka I guess one of the Osbornes that I just didn't notice uh, <laughs> uh and they stopped there to pick up copies of her band's demo uh which they've put her face on the front of it because she's the hottest in the band I guess <laughs> uh,
2: the band name is the band's name is Zen riot
0: oh yeah I think i I think I'm that sounds familiar, but I didn't write it down so I'm glad that you wrote it down uh so she picks up the demo CDs and an all access pass because somehow they got an all access pass to the Simple, the simple Plans shoot. Um, and this would
2: make more sense if Jack Osborne was playing himself. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. I was like, how did you get this? This is so cool. Like you you're just an aspiring band with a demo that you want to pass on to Simple Plans like production or record company. And you somehow were able to get an all access pass to the shoot. I mean, that's cool. I don't know what kind of. Connections you got, but good for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so then the, she leaves, and Lomax shows up. <laughs> and he busts the party uh, and sends everyone back to school in, like, a van? I don't even know. No, this and was a, no, he
2: calls the cops, and the cops come pick up the students. And even the cop is like, Lomax, this is a little much, and this is why... We'll never have you on the force because yeah. you are too extreme.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is where we learned that Lomax wants to be a police officer, but he can't get on the force. They don't want him. So instead, he just takes truancy very, very, very seriously <laughs> and is a truancy officer, which like, do those exist anymore? I don't even know what a truancy officer like would look like, what, what that job would look like on a day to day basis.
2: Well, my favorite part about all of this is like, he's like the morally gray questionable character, almost villain. And I'm like, I love it when it's an admin person, you know? Yeah. It's the red tape because I hate red tape.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. His, his arc is, is very interesting by the end of the movie.
2: (laughs) I know, but the girls are really smart about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Roxy is, is a genius, honestly. Like,
2: but then like, I, I'm still having difficulty understanding what was going on in his head. Like, why did he think like nabbing Roxy finally was going to get him into the police force?
0: Because it's like
2: it's it's like it's like a mastermind. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's like his version of, of of a mastermind criminal. Yeah, a big criminal that he like that is just hard to nail down. No one else has been able to catch her in the act, you know?
2: So Roxy is his white whale, is what we're saying. Exactly.
0: Yes. <laughs> exactly. Perfect.
2: Oh so. my god, Is New York made it like Moby Dick of the like <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe. I have to reread <laughs> Moby Dick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the modern age. This is This is why it's a cult classically.
0: I guess. Yeah. People love Moby Dick adaptations, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Roxy and Jane now get to this train station and this is where things start to get crazy. Actually, it's mm-hmm. you know after they get kicked off the train is when they start to get crazy. Spoiler alert! So they get to this train station. Um, I didn't realize originally that that Roxy was also um getting on the train. I thought she was just dropping Jane off at the. That's train what station. I
2: thought too. Yeah.
0: Um. So we see Jane sitting next to this guy in a suit holding a cup of coffee, who ends up being playing a ma- a major part later on. But um, I'll leave that later. Uh. So she's sitting next to this guy in a suit holding coffee. She brought her own neck pillow and it's not just a normal neck pillow it's a neck pillow that she has to blow up it's basically like it's also
2: hot pink and transparent and i want it
0: (laughs) i was like what in the heck is this this is not her vibe at all (laughs) but she's sitting there blowing up her neck pillow and he's like can you not (laughs) uh and so then we this is where we find out that roxy's also on the train i guess she didn't just drop her sister off she danced okay this was this was stupid she dances like a maniac down the aisle of the train yeah there's she there's no music playing and she doesn't have headphones in so she's just being a fool
2: yes yeah, she is <laughs>
0: I'm Like, what are you doing there's you're just like dancing to nothing it's very strange i'm like what are you doing girl you're you look weird And then they start um, arguing because Jane doesn't want her to be there and they start arguing over the scholarship thing and uh, that's when we find out that it's a full ride to Oxford that she's trying to get. And this is also where we learn that Roxy and Jane do not talk about anything at all going on in their Mm -hmm. lives because Roxy knows nothing about Jane's life. And it might be, I think eventually we learn that it's mutual, like also Jane knows nothing about Roxy's life, but yeah, Roxy had no idea that Jane even wanted to go to Oxford. And Jane reveals that she wants to go there to get away from her. So Which not is, a good relationship.
2: You know, not the nicest thing you could have said to someone.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, that's got to sting for sure. Now, this, this scene, wh- wh- this next scene, while it was unnecessary was also actually kind of fun because of the Easter eggs that we got in it. So uh, we cut to Lomax's office next and he's looking at Roxy's form for chicken pox. And first of all, in the wide shot, you can see there's a chalkboard behind him and it just says, I will catch Roxy Ryan over and over and over and over on it. I'm like, this guy is is... manifesting.
2: (laughs) I was going to say he's a manifestation
0: King. Yes. He's manifesting it. (laughs) It was great. Uh, and he's just writing it on a chalkboard. I just loved it; it was great. And then, um also, I found a goof here because in the opening scene, and like in the opening scene when she's forging the signature, she does it in red pen, but the signature he's looking at is in blue pen. Whatever. I was like, that doesn't look like the same thing. And then he looks at the simple plan sticker that floated over her car, and <laughs> this line that he says: "He goes, well, your simple plan's about to get a lot more complicated, Roxanne Ryan."
2: I also wrote that down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was I was like, for someone who doesn't have a fucking clue who Simple Plan is, that was a good joke, sir. (laughs) Now, this is my favorite part. At the end, and I and I paused it to see all of this, but it pans over to a wall of corkboard that's kind of like a it looks like a stalker shrine. It has like a bunch of surveillance photos of Roxy, along with a bunch of newspaper articles that just cracked me up okay one of the newspaper articles says roxanne ryan eludes lomax now NASA, NASA, nassau, tra- nassau- nassau's i can't say that word nassau Nass- yeah nassau's truancy officer caught napping so <laughs> apparently at one point roxanne roxy got away from him because he was napping uh, and then another one says Lomax fails to crack truant ring. Truant office accuses Nassau County's top truant, Roxy Ryan, of orchestrating mass truancy.
2: Wow. <laughs> it's, it's like
0: <laughs> it, there it's so drug related drug coded. It's so drug coded.
2: <laughs> like <laughs> it's so great, is what it is.
0: Yeah, like mass truancy ring.
2: Like, or like a, or like an art thief ring or something, you know?
0: Or like human trafficking or something. It's absolutely insane. So now we're back on the train. Roxy is trying to open Cheeto popcorn.
2: Oh, uh, also, I forgot to let, let you know that yeah. Lomax's tie was clip-on, and that was in- important to know. Oh.
0: I do remember being clip-on. I don't remember why it's important to note, though.
2: Well, because if you buy like clip-on ties or like bow ties, it means you're you're lazy and you don't want to like oh. to you know, to buy like the real thing and like do the knots and whatever.
0: Or you just don't know how to tie a knot or tie a tie, but yeah.
2: Which also makes Lomax kind of sad, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. Like children, you know, wear clip-on ties.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do I do remember him taking off his clip-off clip-on or whatever. Um, so yes, Roxy is trying to open popcorn on cheese, popcorn on the plane, on the train. And he's, and she sprays it because for some reason it seems like it's explosive popcorn. I don't know how that this happens, but she sprays it all over Jane and the guy that she's sitting next to in the suit that I mentioned. And this causes the, the guy to spill his coffee all over himself and his pants um And <laughs> Roxy thinks that pouring her Red Bull on top of it will somehow help. <laughs> it's like it was a fire or something. She like tries to put the fire that did not exist out with her Red Bull.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we learn that apparently Roxy snuck onto the train without a ticket because she's a rebel, as we all know. And the ticket checker guy is coming down the aisle and she tries to seduce him. <laughs> To get out of, you know, not having a ticket. And then she gets thrown off the train. And, and the guy comes back and sees Jane sitting there. And it's the, the classic, oh, you're trying to fool me. It's like, no, I have a twin sister. Like, oh, yeah, twin sister. Huh? Sure. I'm not going to fall for that. And so and then so, Jane gets off the train.
2: <laughs> yeah. Jane's day just got completely derailed. Pun intended. Nice. Love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, the first of the first of many uh, errors in Jane's day that are just going to compound on top of each other.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. So they both get kicked off the train. Jane um, gets her s- skirt caught on a guy's bike, who happens to be Jim, who we will see many other times in this movie because he is her love interest, uh, and her skirt gets like ripped. And it actually looks a lot better after. Yeah, it does. uh, After it gets ripped off his bike. And when she's stuck, she says, If you can't get it out, I'll just take my skirt off. Like this girl. (laughs) Damn. And they have a moment. And this is like the first of many, like, Oh, did I say that out loud? Like, I'm horny. Like. (laughs) They're just, like, overtly horny throughout this whole
1: movie.
0: Anyway, um, Jane is having an argument with the conductor dude because she can't catch another train due to track construction. Um, And so Roxy tries to catch a cab and fails. And then this is where the second really convoluted, confusing plot gets introduced. The
2: uh, plot I would call the Our Lips Are Sealed 2 plot
0: sort of yeah a more racist version of that plot
2: yeah no Um, of course and even that one was racist you know
0: yeah yeah um sorry can you pause it for a second right yes the the sub the 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 racist plots honestly this is the first of many racist things that happen in this movie (laughs) yes Oh, oh my gosh i yeah I kind of hated this entire plot very much. So basically, Roxy, after she fails to to catch a cab, uh, an attractive, I may add, he was attractive, uh, Asian man walks up next Mm -hmm. to her and uh, nods to a man from across the parking lot who we later learn is Benny uh, and points out that there are like, FBI-looking dudes in suits and sunglasses, like, all around, just, like, basically waiting to close in on him. He tries to make a getaway as these FBI guys are starting to get, like, come in on and close in on him. Um, and before the guys catch him and take him away in handcuffs, he's able to drop a computer chip. And they call it a computer chip in this movie. It just looked like an SD card. I don't know if that's, like, what they were calling SD cards back then. I don't remember. I
2: don't think they were calling SD cards computer chips. I don't know if they know what they're, uh, whatever.
0: Yeah, it, did, it looked like an SD card though, didn't it? I don't yeah. Know. So he drops what looks like an SD card into Roxy's bag and she does not notice and then gets arrested. And she also doesn't see that either. It's like all happening right behind her. She doesn't see him get arrested.
2: Which continues the tradition of things happening right under their noses and them being too self-involved to notice yeah
0: yep that 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 that's accurate (laughs) so then benny walks up to roxy who just witnessed this whole thing from across the parking lot and he says to her in a very very bad chinese accent um that he will give her a free ride since all the taxis are gone and he has like a limo And literally, all he has to do is tell her that he has a limo for her to accept the ride from him. Because she's like, oh, I don't do rides with strangers. No, thank you. I don't want to, like, accept a ride from you. And he goes, I have a limo. And then she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay.
2: Yeah, this is how all horror movies start. Again, with (laughs) Taken. And it finally happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... Roxy then finds Jane and tells her that she has a ride from a professional car service and gets them, gets her to get in the car with that, with her. And they both leave together in this car with Benny in this limo. And as she gets in the car, Benny takes her bag because it has the computer chip in it. And Jane. Corrects his grammar. Which is like. If. Obviously he's not Chinese. He's a white, he's a white man, but he's speaking in a Chinese accent. So like as we learn later this is not the case but it might be okay in this scenario not knowing who this person is to assume that maybe english is not his first language
2: i guess and therefore
0: and then therefore correcting his grammar is kind of shitty like dude obviously if he's speaking in a chinese accent he might not like be speaking in his first language. Later we learn he is. He's faking the Chinese accent, which is even more which problematic. is even more
2: problematic.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but we didn't know that at this point. So just pointing that out.
2: So maybe that's Walmart's- the way they uh maybe that's the way they kind of say, see her character's all not all bad
0: i guess yeah later like a like a course correction later i could see
2: yeah that. yeah
0: yeah um i don't know man this whole thing was so i was like cringing the whole time
2: uh. yeah no i could i could yeah <laughs> so
0: then we cut to lomax um the truancy officer calling the girl's house and she and he leaves a message for their dad letting him know that roxy cut school again this will come back later so then the girls are in the limo and Roxy is acting like a five-year-old child mm-hmm. <laughs> and playing with the divider, and like she full-on has ADHD. Like you, you mentioned the closet was like typical ADHD girly. Mm-hmm. Um, her, her, she is full-on acting as if she has ADHD in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we get. We, we get a little bit of, like, this is where we find out that uh, Benny, Benny calls his adopted mother, who is Chinese, so he's adopted by a Chinese woman. Mm-hmm. And this is where we learn that his accent is fake. She's like, yeah. drop the stupid accent.
2: And also that uh, he can't call her ma until 5 p.m.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, their relationship was complicated. <laughs> yeah. But she's like this crime lord. She's like this Chinese crime lord who like runs this pirating ring for music and DVDs. We learn this later, but it's pretty intense. Yeah. But then, yes, yeah, so then we get the montage of Benny driving the girls to New York. And Roxy is like waving her feet in Jane's face. And like, just like she's just like she can't sit still for five seconds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and obviously Jane is not having any of it. <laughs> So then they get to New York and they're like, I don't think this is the way that we're supposed to be going. Like, where are we? Where are you taking us? And then, you know, in every young woman's nightmare scenario, he locks them in the car and basically like tells them you're you're kidnapped. His actual line is ancient, ancient Chinese proverb, never accept ride from stranger. So (laughs) racist so fucking racist I was like jesus christ and he says this all in the accent which his mom told him to drop but he doesn't the rest of the film he still talks in this accent um anyway somehow roxy gets her bag back from him and they escape from the roof of the limo because how dumb can you be like you lock them in the limo but you don't lock the like make it so they can't open the sunroof like obviously they're gonna get out from the roof anyway that it was the <laughs> easiest escape i'd ever seen so then we get our first of many chase scenes.
2: It's just that we have a moderately dumb criminal paired with a moderately dumb, like, admin, you know? These are the- these are your bad guys.
0: Yeah, the bad guys are stupid AF, which makes the girls look way smarter than they really probably are.
2: Well, you know. I mean, but they were st- dumb
0: enough to get into the back of that limo from the first place, so saying yeah. something.
2: <laughs> and and so- that's mostly Roxy's fault, right? Like... Well, yeah, but Jane also
0: should have known, like, dude, we probably shouldn't do this. This is probably, like, why, we don't know this man. All why right. are we accepting a ride from him, you know?
1: hmm
0: hmm Anyway, so he, they have a chase scene. He corners them in the subway and starts threatening them in Chinese. And it turns out that Jane actually speaks Chinese. Yeah. So then they have this whole fight in Chinese. <laughs> and there was this one line where he goes, give me the bag or I'll break you in two. And she goes, we already are in two, you moron yeah (laughs) which i thought was fun
2: yeah
0: yeah and uh and then after they escape we learn or actually no this is during the we learned that
2: roxy takes taekwondo yeah three days a week
0: yeah and that's so that's something that jane didn't know about roxy so it's just like you know cementing in that they know don't know shit about each other and they share share a lot of
2: misconceptions about each other too
0: Right. Right. So Roxy didn't know that Jane spoke Chinese, and Jane didn't know that Roxy took taekwondo. So. Yep. And they kick him, they kick Benny into a subway car and get away. And then this is this next scene is when we start to really we get the first of many, many, many um wardrobe mishaps. <laughs> so on the street Jane breaks her heel and this is Roxy takes the other shoe and breaks the other heel to make them into flats. Although they're not flat (laughs) at all.
2: I hate it when they do that in movies. Like that's a, like that's a natural movie trope. And you're like, now you're just like, your toes are pointing upwards.
0: Yeah. And and they kind of reference that later. Like, she's like, I feel like I'm waddling like a, like a duck in these shoes or whatever. So it's like, yeah, that's not a solution, but okay. Um, I would probably rather just, like, walk barefoot. Maybe not in New York, but anyway. Uh, Then we... So I'm surprised you didn't realize that, that Jane was a Republican because in this scene, um, Roxy tries to give a homeless man some change.
2: Oh, and she, like, fights it, and she's, like, a whole... Like, she's a real bitch about this one. Yeah. She
0: says, you're only feeding this man's disease. Yep. Which was, like, just not great. Um... And that's how she gets
2: a Slurpee to the chest.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So yes, in the struggle uh, of him of Roxy trying to give him money and Jane not wanting her to, yeah, she he spills a alcoholic Slurpee all over Jane. (laughs) And then also, like right after that happens, it's like one of those things where a car drives by and a bunch of water gets sprayed up from the street. Yeah. But this was a beautiful, beautiful sunny day, and there was no drop of water in sight on the street, and any form so I was like that's convenient <laughs> where did the water come from
2: <laughs> but okay let's say it was a burst pipe and leave it there
0: yeah yeah I don't know it was magic water <laughs> Lomax is now stuck in traffic and he puts a siren on his car but no one moves for him that that was that scene that was an exciting scene Um, they really just like were trying to shove his scenes in there.
2: Yeah, they really were. Like I did not make I would not miss his scenes that much, honestly.
0: No, they were very not they not impactful. So now back to the girls are walking down the streets of New York. And this is I actually uh sent a picture of this to you because I couldn't help myself. But they pass a Chinese woman selling DVDs on the street, which I'm guessing is like a little nod to the plot with you know, the Chinese pirate ring that they're talking about in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, But I paused it because I was like, wait, what does that movie say? And they, <laughs> they have DVDs that say holiday in the sun 2.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I honestly, I bet back in the day, I don't remember. And maybe I, maybe I felt, um, you know, Fell for this as well I bet back in the day People saw that And like There were probably A bunch of conspiracy theories That they they were gonna Make a Holiday in the Sun sequel Oh
2: A thousand percent
0: I would have died Back then If I had If I had noticed it Maybe I just didn't notice it Or maybe I just forgot Wow But I was like Holiday in the Sun too And like obviously Now we know They never made it But I was like What did they (laughs) make
2: Yeah, like, let's start a conspiracy theory that it was in the works, but they lost $9 million with this film, so they decided not to. Maybe they made it, it's in the
0: vault, and they're going to release it, you know, many, many years later. In
2: 2030.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd be here for it, even though Holiday in the Sun was one of the worst movies, I still would
2: be here for it. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Uh, So... That was fun. I didn't recognize any of the other DVDs on the thing. That was the only one that I recognized. I, mean, I, I kind of wish that they were all like Mary-Kate and Ashley, like
2: Easter eggs, you know? Could it would you have been imagine fun. if they did like sequels of all their direct to um, VHS movies, yeah. but as adults?
0: Yeah. Or like if they did like, you know, Passport to
2: Prague or like, you know, like. No, no, no. Like ass like, just like passport to Paris too. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we're just, you know, we drifted apart. It's our 40th birthday. Let's, you know, let's reconnect where we met those boys, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, That would have been really fun. I, I kind of was expecting that when I saw Holiday in the Sun too. And I was like, no, I don't recognize that. These are all just fake. No, you
2: know, I mean, these- just like, just like they still have time to do it. They're not 40 They're sure. yet that's true they should they should do it
0: uh so then this is where we stop at the bodega this is where we see that guy from the the dream Mm-hmm. But before we talk to him, talk about him, I have to say Roxy has a sidekick. And then later we learn that Jane also has a sidekick. Yeah,
2: no, I I clocked the sidekick early. I was like, oh, sidekick. Like, oh, I felt a thrill run through my entire body. Yeah.
0: <laughs> For me, whenever I see a sidekick, it's like the streak of jealousy. Like, I fucking wanted a sidekick so bad. Why did they- I want a sidekick? I still to this day want to know what it would have been like to have a sidekick.
2: I told you last time I still want one. I know.
0: Ugh, I so wish that they still sold them. Ugh, yeah, they were so too. good.
2: Ooh, what if we're the
0: ones who bring back sidekicks? Ooh, that would be cool. That'd be fun. Mhm. Do you have any right. uh connections in, in Verizon or anything?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but I feel like we we can make this work, Elaine. We can do anything.
1: Huh.
0: Possibly. Well, the reason that I noticed she had a sidekick is because Roxy uses it to call the house phone. Mm-hmm. And remember how you could like remotely listen to and and also delete um, messages messages on her, yeah. yeah on your and vo- your voicemail back at the house. So she does that. She deletes the message before her dad can listen to it because she's smart. She's a smart cookie. She knows what she's doing. She doesn't need school. She's got street smarts. Exactly. She she's she's set for the real world. So uh, Jane is using the bathroom because she's covered in alcoholic Slurpee and now like dirty street water that didn't exist. And so Roxy is waiting for Jane in the bathroom and she buys like a shit ton of junk food and has like a sunglass shopping montage, which was I mean, that was kind of cute. Like she just tries on a bunch of sunglasses. Um, And then we see like Jane in the bathroom putting like eight billion layers of toilet paper on her seat because it's disgusting, I guess. Mm-hmm. And somehow she falls into the toilet. I don't know it, how that happens.
2: How, how does that happen? Yeah, I know. How I'm big like, was are you the toilet? How,
0: yeah, how narrow is her butt? Like, how big is this toilet? I don't understand.
2: <laughs> she just falls right She's, in. Like, she, are you a toddler? Like... <laughs> yeah.
0: So then she walks out, and this part um, was very reminiscent of a scene in uh, Winning London because she walks out and she has basically like toilet paper tucked into her underwear under her skirt. Uh Uh-huh. And it looks like she has a tail of toilet paper. And she's like having a really, really hard time getting it off of her. And it was like, oh, that's like when her and James met in Winning London and he helped her get the toilet paper off her shoe. That was cute.
2: And now she's covered in toilet water.
0: Yeah, gas station, toilet water, like,
2: yeah.
0: or bodega. They're different, but still, it was gross. Uh, and this is when they find, figure out, and this is the another plot that Jane left her day planner, which has not only her life um, all and her all of credit her credit cards, yeah, her payment methods and everything, but also her speech that she's supposed to be giving, like all of her note cards with her speech on it, um, in Benny's limo when they escaped. So what is this plot number like three? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, her, rea- her reaction to this was, I'm trying to think of a reason to keep on living. Like she is so dramatic about <laughs> it. She like wants to die because she left her freaking day planner in the. Anyway, it was crazy. And she starts having an anxiety attack, and Roxy slaps her out of it. So I'm convinced Roxy has ADHD, and Jane has OCD.
2: And so. Copious anxiety. Um, <laughs> yeah, very true. All right, so we have like the pirated music subplot, which you know, yeah, a thing. I think it's is that a thing of the past, or are they still doing that? I don't think. I think with,
0: um, streaming, with streaming and, and stuff, stuff, I don't. I don't think it's as big of a deal yeah. anymore.
2: And then um, uh, there's like a plot hole there because um, Benny pretends to be able to see inside the limo. For when he finds the day planner, because he's like cupping his like hands around the glass, but that glass is like so dark you can't see inside that. Like, well, like the passenger, the passenger sides of limos, like you can't see into them.
0: If you like put your face up to the glass and cup your hands around it, I thought you might be able to, right?
2: Not, not that dark of a tint. Oh,
0: okay. I don't know. I've never, I've never tested it out
2: he could have just opened the door like come on guys there's no way yeah. he can see in.
0: yeah well he does see it he he spots the day planner in the back seat and this is where he's Magic like
1: powers.
0: yeah i can get them to give me my computer chip however he says oh it, god it. don't um, say that again like that yeah I, I was like i don't even like it was just burned into my brain i can get them to give me the computer chip if i get if they like in return for this day planner basically he like holds it hostage Okay, now, it's plot number four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, they go into the with Plaza this. Hotel. I can't with this. Yes, they sneak into a hotel room. Also,
2: as they're sneaking at into the Plaza. No. Not just any yeah. hotel, at the Plaza.
0: Did you notice um, who the doorman thought the girls were?
2: Uh, like uh, Paris and Nicole Hilton.
0: Yeah, Paris, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry, Paris and Hilton and Nicole Richie. Yeah. I was like,
0: yeah.
2: It's <laughs> like I, I guess he, he thinks that they're Paris and Nicole.
0: He he like at the when they're running out of the hotel later. He's like Paris Nikki, and I'm like, oh yeah, my God, I can't believe this. Uh, so yeah, they break into well, that but, hotel room. Oh,
2: I thought it was Paris and Nicole Hilton though, because they're sisters. Wasn't Nicole Richie
0: Ritch- like? Her best friend? Am I? Yes, yes. But like
2: Nikki and Paris Hilton were also famous in their own right.
0: Oh, I just always associate them. Like when I associate Nicole with, with Paris, I think of Nicole Richie, but you might be right. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I, I'm, I'm because they were both blondes. It's the only way that really works. I think. Um, well, Nicole, Nicole Richie's blonde. She had a stint of being a brunette.
0: Oh, well, I always see her as like bottle blonde but yeah okay I don't, yeah, like, yeah. I, like, it could be either one i don't know whatever it could be either one um it's some sort of nickel <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so they break into this woman's hotel room um using a beautiful maneuver of roxy jumping like 60 feet holding a a drumstick <laughs> to, to get to the door before it closes it's beautiful and they walk in on a dog using the toilet This dog becomes a main character. Ronaldo, I think his
2: name is? Yes, a Chinese crested named Ronaldo. Is it Ronaldo? I
0: can't remember. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it's Ronaldo. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, Yes. I make sure to know
2: all the dog's names.
0: I wrote it down. I just, I'm not saying it in my notes. I knew it started with an N or, uh, I mean, an R. Wow. Letters. <laughs> i knew Ronaldo started with an n anyway but sure
2: <laughs>
0: oh god okay okay yes so this is when they're they're in the they like sneak into the hotel room to take showers and stuff because they're just filthy from all the shit that's happened to them in the last mm-hmm,
2: five mm-hmm. minutes oh, i'm sorry but uh there is a line that i wanted to shout out before we get there
0: well yeah is it when when benny ju- calls jane
2: about- no 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 way no, no. The- oh, right okay, before okay. like while like jane realizes i'm sorry that i just remembered uh when jane realizes roxy's plan what what the the plan is he she goes breaking into hotel rooms is how nixon went down
0: <laughs> oh yeah another reason why she might be a republican <laughs> not
2: so secret reason
0: Yeah. Uh, So yes, they they do sneak in. That was a that was funny. Um, And this is before they can get in the shower, though. Benny calls and lets Jane know that he has her planner. And he goes, "You took my chip," and then she goes, "Roxy, did you eat this man's chips?" (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, "No, I didn't." And, And she's like, "She didn't eat your chips." And he's like, "No, my chip." And she's like i didn't eat your chips dude like <laughs> yeah it was great i loved it that was a good it was a good uh, exchange i enjoyed that one and so then roxy while they're on the phone goes through her bag and finds the chip and for some reason her first thought is to put it in a chocolate truffle
2: also and I'm also dogs should eat chocolate so why would the dog right yeah she put I was like, well, okay
0: first of all you take you find the chip you take it out, and the first thing you decide to do is put put it in a truffle. what are you doing? what is the thought process here?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like this guy wants this chip whatever anyway, so she puts it in a truffle and um before the dog can find it though, Trey comes home into the hotel it was his mom in his hotel room. his mom is like some senator lady that we find out later and Trey is Jared Padalecki, so. Um, He comes in the hotel room, takes off his shirt immediately, so he's shirtless. Uh, And, (laughs) first of all, that was a nice sight. Yeah, I was like, that was a nice sight. I was very happy. I was like, you should never wear a shirt. (laughs) Yeah, I
2: have to agree. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And the girls have, so at this point. Have we just become as horny as Jane? (laughs)
0: I mean this movie is kind of a horny movie I gotta say it's it's kind of a horny movie Ooh, that was a fun music whatever that was
2: uh, it was Instagram and it was on accident <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah
0: oops no uh. <laughs>
2: yes we are could you imagine if it like for some reason it had been like a bomb chicka wow
0: <laughs> Yeah, that would have fit the moment absolutely perfectly that would have been great all right continue Uh, just talking about how the horny the movie is um yes so he comes in shirtless and at this point the girls have both taken their showers so they're both in like towels slash robes uh jane is just like just has like a towel like around her boobs basically like a tube tube top tube dress type thing and then a a towel tube dress (laughs) yes yeah and roxy's wearing a full-on robe which is like a wrap dress in a towel yeah exactly (laughs) exactly exactly so they're in Justin, in are they're naked under their towels basically and he comes in without the shirt and he sees these two really fucking hot girls in towels on his oh, bed
2: with slow-mo yeah, and, that like hair me. and hairiography, you know? Yeah,
0: so there's like a slow hair flip with like sexy music in the background, and it sent me. It sent me. <laughs> You're was- right.
2: This is a very horny movie.
0: I was like, this movie is so horny. I swear to God. It and was he's so like, so is what- it
2: my birthday?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I wrote down his today my birthday, is what he said. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't, guys, I cannot. Emphasize enough how horny this movie is. And the music that was playing while they were flipping their hair was hey baby hey baby hey yes, yes.
1: Yes,
2: Yeah. Um oh, yeah. <laughs> iconic.
0: Yeah. And then just calmly he doesn't seem that like I, I wrote down like he he's unusually chill for two girls who've snuck into his hotel room and used to shower. But then I wrote but I literally wrote, But hey, he's horny and they're two hot girls. Yeah. That's literally what I wrote. So that is, he just, he's like, oh, there's two hot girls that are naked in my bedroom. That's cool. And um, the girls explain what's happening. Um, and while this is all going down, the dog, oh, here it is, Ronaldo. I did write it down. The dog, Ronaldo eats the computer chip. Like we said, it. the dog probably should not be eating chocolate in the first place. But yet here we are.
2: <laughs> the dog eats also the if the dog eats chocolate, it'll have the shits. So that chip would have come out real quick.
0: Yeah, except that he doesn't shit the entire day. So. I know, I know. It's the whole the whole point of the movie. It's so stupid. I can't. This is plot four. I think. I, are we keeping? Yeah, but yeah, this is plot four. Um, I, I would so, almost say
2: five. You know what I'm saying? Because the breaking and entering was four meeting trey and all that and five would be Ronaldo eating the fucking chip oh i just i just counted that all as the the dog
0: oh okay i mean that's fine okay yeah like this is where they meet the dog and the dog eats the chip (laughs) like this is this is the whole thing um so then yeah the dog eats the chip they're like holy shit we have to get that chip and trey's mom returns to the hotel room and
1: Mm
0: -hmm. trey is doing him a solid and tries to you know not let them not not let his mom find out that these two random girls snuck into their hotel room to take a shower and then fed their dog a computer chip
2: Um, and chocolate and when trey's
0: when trey's mom returns this is when we find out that like trey mentions that she's a senator and jane's first reaction is i could never run for (laughs) office office. i know it was it was beautiful (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's probably the reaction I would have to actually. So that's fine. <laughs> so this is this is a, this is another this was another part of the problematic part of this movie that I just could not get past. Um, they start throwing the dog back and forth. And must I must note, this is Trey's dog. Like this is his pet. He owns that. This dog is his oh, no, no, no.
2: That is his Mom's dog. That dog yeah, but, hates him.
0: That yeah, dog hates him. This is like, him. this is like you know a member of his family. Okay, because okay. Let's say it's, it's his like little brother, right? And he is throwing this dog around the room like a fucking psycho. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> they are tossing this dog around the room like, oh no, you take him, no, you take him, and this all
2: leads <laughs> to the dog getting thrown. Out the window. can't. But no worries. He's on the ledge now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, for some, somehow he boomeranged back and.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's the boomerang from our lips are sealed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The ring. Yeah. It was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen. And also the entire time I'm like, this poor fucking dog is literally just getting thrown out the window. Like what the fuck is happening with this movie? I cannot. So (laughs) he get the dog gets thrown out the window. They look outside. They see the dogs on the ledge. So Jane in her towel, these girls are still butt naked under their towels. They have not changed into clothes. Not that they really have clothes to change into now. They're all soiled. But butt naked, towel ridden, girls jump out onto the ledge of this like i don't know 20 story hotel room like Mm -hmm. it is high and they're walking on the ledge following the dog across you know the building and they end up at one of those like carts that they use for like window cleaning i don't know if the the name is for those things um The, the name for what thing The like cart that they end up in that, like, yeah,
2: that's the um window washing cart,
0: yeah, it's yeah, they just use it. There's like a remote control, it goes up and down. Now they just use it to wash the outside of windows, yeah, on tall buildings. So they end up at that cart. The dog gets into the cart, the girls follow him, and then there's a really stupid scene of like they accidentally hit the button and they like fall down the side of the building in this cart, um. Where they stop briefly outside the window of the guy that they spilled the coffee on on the train, who I said is going to come <laughs> back later. So keep a pin in that because that still comes back later. <laughs> um, and then they fall all the way down to the bottom and into a dumpster. So they just were freshly showered in their in their towels and fall directly into a dumpster full of trash. So that sucks. And Jane loses her towel in in the fall and is butt naked in the trash so that was fun yep <laughs> i swear to god this movie sounds like i'm making all this stuff up but i'm not
2: it's um, like it's like you started <laughs> a plot and then just kept adding more ridiculous things on top of each yes. other yes and i wrote my note was ashley
0: is naked a lot in this movie because she was also naked in the in the nightmare before too, yes so. yes um, and
2: it's her skirt that rips there's yeah, always that thread of nudity with her
0: yeah, she's she's like living her nudist life right now. I don't know what's going on.
2: Uh <laughs> and then they're
0: fighting over what to do with the dog. Um and she, Roxy just wants to like leave the dog and like give the like let the dog go back to its owner or whatever. She's like, "Fuck it, I don't want to deal with this goddamn dog." And Jane goes, "That dog is my life and when he poops, his poop is my life." And I think that might be my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Better than, Roxy, did you eat this man's chips? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, though. It was. But I do like, this dog is my life. And when he poops, his poop is my life. <laughs> so the girls run into Jim again. Uh, big coincidence. It's Not like New York City is like a huge city with over a million residents or anything. Um. <laughs> <laughs> cool just running into jim again uh, on his bike and uh he flies on top of jane who is still only wearing a towel she got her towel back on after being naked in the dumpster she put her towel back on and now she runs into him and he he like flies on top of her so he's like lying on this is i'm talking this movie is fucking horny i swear to god (laughs) and
2: (laughs) and she's and he's like sorry i'm crushing you and she's like I kind of like it, or something like that. Yeah, she's like, I don't mind, or something. Oh. And then, and then oh. she's like,
0: oh my god, did I say that out loud? Oh, like. <laughs> should we just have sex on this street right here? Like, I'm naked. I'm already halfway there. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was the vibe I was getting from this whole interaction. I was so confused.
2: <laughs> you know, I hadn't classified this movie as horny, but the more we kind of like talk about what happened (laughs) (laughs) i'm like is this american pie like
0: (laughs) yeah this is the horniest mary kate Nash movie in existence like yeah there's no competition so they're so they run away they're running away um i forget why they're running away but they're running away and roxy gives jim her phone number jane's phone number and tells him to call jane so that makes five get away. five,
2: five, eight, five, eight, five, or something,
0: oh, really? yeah, that, yeah. that makes it., uh, and the girls get away on the back of a garbage truck. still want to just reiterate this. They're still both just wearing towels. yeah, um they're still naked under their towels. So this is where we get the iconic Bob Saget cameo because now we just get like a montage of the girl r- girls running around New York City in their towels, holding a weird little hairless dog.
2: Oh, you know what we didn't get? A Diet yeah. Coke cameo. We got we Red did Bull it. instead.
0: You're right. Red Bull. Yeah. And the, well, those were those Cheeto popcorn or is that a different type of popcorn? They had like some sort of like brand name cheese popcorn. Too. I think it was Cheeto. Yeah. Yeah. So no Diet yeah. Coke or Krispy Kreme in this one, but it's fine. <laughs> but we do get a Bob Sackett cameo. But
2: I do remember 2004 <laughs> being one of those years where Red Bull was doing a really big marketing push, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Red Bull is always doing a really big marketing push. So, this is the scene we were talking about where Bob Saget sees them running down the streets of New York City wearing nothing but towels, holding a weird little hairless dog. And he just like looks at them and like squints. And it's kind of like a, it's implied like a, do I know those people? Kind of like, it's a little nod to Full House fans. It was cute.
2: Or are those two the people I think they are? You know.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, is that? Those look familiar. Those people look familiar. <laughs> uh, they run past a big clock, and Jane notes that it is twelve oh five p.m. and her speech is at three p.m. And this is when they come across a stand that sells "I Love New York" or "I Heart New York" T-shirts.
2: Oh, they also run past Naked Cowboy. I wanted to make sure that we know. Oh,
0: yeah. That. I like he was noted in the credits. And so I assume he might have been. I, I didn't know who that was. Other than oh, he was
2: back- he was an icon in New York City, even more so at that time. Um, And later okay. he became like a super big Trump supporter or whatever.
0: Oh, crap. That sucks. OK, well, yeah, I saw him. It, yeah, they just show him like standing in his underwear, holding a guitar and his underwear says naked cowboy. So I was like, OK, that's a naked he was wearing a cowboy hat. So I was like, oh, naked cowboy. Makes sense. Cool. But I I guess it I yeah, I didn't make I didn't register that he was a like a real person. Um yes, they run past him. They buy their iHeart New York iconic outfits, honestly, at the at the stand. And they're wearing like not completely matching, but pretty matching. Like one's wearing a red skirt, the other one's wearing red shorts. Like one My has question- a V neck.
2: My question was, how did they get the t- bottoms when I only saw t-shirts on that stand? I
0: wrote, yeah, I wrote down that, they, that the stand must have been selling bottoms too, because I don't, I don't know where they would have gotten it. But they change in a porta potty, which is like my worst nightmare. So sucks. So also,
2: them. they get new shoes, by the way. Oh, yeah. I forget what shoes they wearing. They get platform heels. Oh, damn. Like strappy platform sandal, you know, heels. Look at them.
0: Look at them. Fine in heels. Good for them. Uh, so Roxy is like insisting that she helps Jane get her day planner back, but Jane is just doesn't want her help anymore. She's like, you've ruined my day enough. I don't want, I don't want you around. Like all you do is ruin everything. And they have this whole fight.
2: Also, I'm sorry. forgot to also mention, uh, Jane trades her watch to pay for the items.
0: Right. Cause they don't have any money. Money, And because, and that, and that would only work because they're hot young girls like that. I don't think it would have worked if they were not Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen.
2: Well, and that was before, like, smartwatches. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, exactly. So they have this little tiff, and we'll get into it. The, they have a bigger fight later. But it, it, before that, it cuts to the um, Lomax, who has arrived at the video shoot for Simple Plan before Roxy has. And he's trying to find her. And then we, sh- uh, we go to uh, Trey, who is calling a friend. To find out where the video shoot is, so he can find Roxy because somehow he—I can't remember how—but he somehow finds out that Roxy's oh, also
2: going to be at the video shoot. But the friend was Jeff, aka Jack Osborne.
0: Oh, Justin? Yeah. You mean?
2: Oh, sorry, Justin. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. Oh,
2: that th- they say that. Yeah. How does he know that guy? They how can I have I no know idea before that. This guy, well, this manager, is so well connected. He even knows senators' children.
0: Yeah, he knows fucking everybody on the planet. Okay. I can't remember. How does, how do do you remember how Trey knew to that Roxy was going to be at the Simple Plan shoot? I think uh, maybe because, she mentioned it. I think it she to him. said it. She said it. Okay. So, yeah, now Trey's trying to figure out how to get into the video shoot so he can find Roxy because he's now smitten with this girl and he wants to date her. So he's like, well, and also, her this girl the has
2: her mom's dog.
0: Yeah. I feel like he didn't care as much about that, but that is, that is a good point. <laughs> he didn't care enough to, he threw the dog out the window. So.
2: <laughs> maybe he's feeling a little bit um culpable you know oh guilty. right no yeah no
0: i forget his i forgot his mom is like you know was like where's my where's ronaldo and he's like i took him to the groomers i forgot about that and so he yeah. was he's like has to he has to get the dog back to get the dog for the mom okay
2: yeah it just doesn't hurt that roxy is so hot you know
0: yeah yeah he, i I just remember it as him looking for roxy but i, I forgot all about that subplot because so, there's too many plots Uh, so jane finds benny looking through her planner uh this is after jane and roxy have split up because jane says she doesn't want roxy to help her anymore um and so jane is on by herself with the dog and she runs into benny and he shoves her in the back of the limo and at this point He's he's like intimidating her and like yelling at her in the back of the limo. And I noticed, and I didn't notice it before, but they even got Ronaldo an iHeart New York scarf. I didn't realize he was wearing that until I Yeah. the limo. Yeah,
2: yeah, I was like, oh, well, they, they even bought a-
0: something for the dog. <laughs> so cute. Um, and she's explaining to him that the dog ate the chip, and he's like, "Are you joking?" And she just goes, "I don't really joke, sir," which I thought was cute yeah and then this lunatic fucking threatens to kill the dog and this is where i'm like can we not with the dog's life can we just like not pretend that the dog's life doesn't mean anything in this movie like we're throwing it out windows we're joking about killing it like this is not okay and later he like jokes about or he doesn't even joke about he intends to torture it like yes yes it's It's not good. Uh, And the dog pees on his face. So good on on him.
2: I said said he got golden showered. He
0: did. (laughs) He definitely did. And Jane gets away with the dog because he got golden showered and he was distracted. So good for the dog. (laughs) I cannot with this movie. Okay, so... There's so much more to get through, guys. I'm so, like, this plot is so convoluted. You
2: know what? I feel like we could just kind of, like, make it snappy because at this point, it's just a lot. There's no way for people to really, unless they just saw this movie, to understand every.
0: That's why I feel like we have to be, like, we have to be detailed so they know what the fuck is happening because there's so much going on. Okay, but, I don't know. Is this even
2: entertaining? (laughs) i sure
0: I mean, it is okay. We'll
2: see. We'll
0: see. So Roxy shows up at the video shoot and she runs into Trey, who is waiting for her, and also Lomax, who is also there looking for her. Um, and so then this is where we get the simple plan concert, <laughs> which honestly was one of the best parts of the movie because it was just a simple plan concert and it was my fever dream in 2004 when this movie came out. So that was fun. Uh, also, Roxy, but the,
2: but the song isn't like the most memorable, right? Like, I was just like. Yeah.
0: I don't is, even remember that song at all.
2: I don't remember that song ever existing. Like, is there something wrong with me?
0: The song is called "Vacation." Uh, I try We did a tiny bit of research before we started recording and couldn't find out much about it. There was, there isn't like an album named "Vacation." It wasn't on. They have one uh, album that came out in 2004, and I don't believe "Vacation" was on that album. I don't know. Uh, if you remember the song "Vacation" from Simple Plan, let us know
2: yeah please but us that
0: is the that's the song that they play and uh we get like a little reminder that roxy it you know it wants to be a drummer in a band or like she is a drummer in a band so she spots the anr people that i don't know what anr stands for but that's the people that she was supposed to look for and she gives them her demo and this is how lomax catches her he sees her catches her and this comes back a million times but she gets away by tricking him to check his fly Um, and he
2: is a quick study
0: yeah yeah he does that like six more times throughout the movie he's like wow it works every time like because every single man in this universe is stupid and thinks that they left their fly down
1: so you know roxy nine times
2: out of ten that they really have
0: that's true that's a good point that's yeah valid roxy ends up on stage and I noticed that she's literally the only person at the entire shoot that was wearing a, l- a lanyard, like a badge for mm-hmm. to get in. So that was interesting. They didn't, and then they
2: didn't want to print enough for extras, you know? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, she's,
0: she's the only one. Everyone else is just land <laughs> Uh, and this is when Benny shows up. So now this is like, I thought, okay, this is the peak of the movie, right? No, like six more things happen after this. Uh, A ton of more things happen after this. But everybody, everybody's showing up to the shoot. Benny shows up uh, and so they're being chased by Benny, by Lomax, and they're cornered. So they decide to crowd surf with the dog. To get away. (laughs) I just I cannot. And Lomax tries to follow and crowd surf, but no one catches him. So that sucks for him. And then Trey is there again. Look, there's so many people and things happening in this scene. Trey is there looking for them outside the chute. And Benny tells them um, that he knows. Oh, yeah, Benny. OK, this is where Benny kidnaps Trey. So Trey is looking for them. Benny's like, oh, I know who they are and I know where they are and I can give you a ride to them. And this is where Trey gets locked in the trunk of his car for who knows how long. Um, and that comes back later. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that does come back later and I have a lot of questions.
0: <laughs> Me too. I also had some questions about that. We will get to that for sure.
2: Okay, then they go, let's hide in the tent and it ends up being a manhole for the water yes. main.
0: Yeah, they jump into the water main and um, this is where the like ice between the sisters start to melt a little bit. Roxy admits that she was having some like fun spending the day with her sister for the first time in years and Jane agrees with her. And then Lomax... Finds the manhole and jumps in, um, and the construction worker tells him where it leads. Oh, no, he doesn't go in. the The construction worker tells him where the manhole leads. Says there's only one way out, and he goes there to meet them. And then we go to this is this is okay. This is where we see the dad at the hospital. Uh, <laughs> this is the second Doctor Drew scene, and so this is I have questions. So he's in the break room. This is where we learn he's a, apparently a gynecologist. And he's yes. in the break room getting getting coffee and there's a TV on in the background in this break room, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the scene is like it's the 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 comedic beat is that like the girls are on the TV every second that he is not looking at the TV. So when he looks at the TV, it's like the one second that they're not on the screen. And when he looks away, they're back on the screen. So my question, this is a vi- this this entire movie, it's been the simple plan is doing a music video shoot. Why are they like broadcasting the music video shoot live on the news? Yeah, no idea. I it have no idea. It makes no sense. You when you shoot a music video, you shoot it and then it goes into production and then it re- gets released after it's after it's edited and in post production. You don't lo- air a, a music video live on television. <laughs> That's not it's happening here I was like why are they on the news This is not a newsworthy thing Anyway that was the Maybe it was beat. the
2: entertainment portion Of local news I don't know I'm trying to be charitable but yes I generally
0: I, yeah, I don't know. yeah I don't know Usually they don't like do a news story Every time a band shoots a music video But you know maybe maybe I don't know uh, And also Like I was like either this is on the news Or like they've already put the music video up On TV, which wouldn't make no sense. Also, would they be watching MTV in the break room of the gynecology? Probably not. Anyway, so he is talking about how he's worried he's going to miss Jane's speech. And that's it. That's all we see for him until later. The girls come out of the manhole and are still lost. And this is plot number, what, five? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I lost count. (laughs) They decide to go into... They come out of the the manhole and immediately see this salon call or slash boutique because they also sell like clothes there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a confusing It was House of Bling. Yes. Um, and this was also very problematic.
2: <laughs> it was very problematic, but it was also giving me, um, do you remember that movie Beauty Shop? With no. Queen Latifah? It sounds
0: familiar. I don't think I've ever yeah. saw it though.
2: But like a m- way more problematic, not written by black people <laughs> version of that.
0: Yes. So she sees Jane sees that it's one thirteen PM when they're in the salon and she starts hyperventilating. And it's funny because Roxy starts yelling, Call nine one call nine nine one. Call nine nine one. And the guy <laughs> in the salon is like,
2: nine nine one.
0: It's actually really funny. I thought that was a good. And that was then a good joke.
2: she calms her down by singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Yes, I thought
0: I, for some reason I thought I remembered that coming back, but it never did. Uh, but okay. Um. So yes, the entire store basically is like, oh, two young white girls are really in distress. Like we're gonna put everything aside and do every single thing we can to help them.
2: Yeah, because it's and that, like and, you know that's the place of the black character in these movies,
0: right? And. By helping them, they decide to give them free makeovers, completely free, where they give, they do their hair, their makeup, and give them a bunch of free clothes, including very, very problematic, culturally appropriation, like cultural appropriation
2: coded stuff. things. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, what I loved about it's bad. this, <laughs> the only thing I loved about this was the following line. Just so you know, I'd like a more corporate bling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I wrote that line down too. It was actually quite cute. But yeah, that's right before they go into their cultural appropriation montage where they wear lots of, they like, they put like wigs on them of like, you know, very stereotypical African-American hairstyles that yeah no, Yeah, no. It was appropriating. Pro-
2: I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it's not problematic. I'm saying, yeah, oh, like yeah. that's the only oh, cute no. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: I know. I know that you agree. It was, it was not great
2: um okay so then we get a a phone call from uh benny right and he's threatening to burn jane's planner uh
1: yeah he, goes, like, oh I, God, he's he,
2: gonna he's gonna burn my book and <laughs> and roxy goes he he's not gonna burn your book it's censorship
0: <laughs> yeah i also before he before they say that he also is like i he's like i have one of your boyfriends he, he goes i have your boyfriend she goes I, I have your sister's a... boyfriend. No, yeah. He's like, I have your sister's boyfriend. She's like, My sister doesn't have a boyfriend. I have your boyfriend. Then she goes, I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, Okay. Uh single and proud, apparently. Uh yeah. yeah. So his uh what do you call it? Um, then
2: oh, then they see that Lomax is on their tail, right, or something, and they take a cab. That yes, like they, uh, they but, w- but the, the, the owner of the salon has a cab that she yeah. just lends them.
0: Her name is Big Cheryl, and she literally hands these girls a free cap
2: for no reason. Yeah. She's like, "Here, take and a also, cab." Also, <laughs> Jane is driving, and she doesn't know how to drive, so it's to me, it was giving clueless again. Yes,
0: like I, I was like, "What?" I totally paused. <laughs> yeah. Also, why is like we know that Roxy knows how to drive? Like this was this was established early on, like in the second scene of the yeah, movie. Yeah. Why? why that Roxy is Roxy know driving? Yeah, I was like, why is Roxy insisting
2: that Jane drives
0: if she knows that Jane doesn't know how to drive? Oh, no,
2: the thing is that she didn't know. That was the whole point of that plot. She's like, what do you mean you don't have your learner's permit? What do you mean you failed? She's like, I got a hundred on my written test.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's just, but like, obviously she, like, uh, Jane doesn't (laughs) drive. She knows that Jane doesn't drive because she doesn't have a car. So, like, anyway, it was stupid. So, this is Lomax comes back in the picture and he (laughs) commandeers. commandeers. (laughs) Yeah, he commandeers as a truancy officer, which I don't think you can do. um, A tourist couple's, like the typical touristy couple, um, their RV. He commandeers their RV to chase the girl in the cab, the girls in the cab. Uh And And um, they're very
2: Midwest, uh, salt of the earth. Actually, specifically, they
0: say that they are from Minnetonka, Minnesota.
2: Look at that you.
0: is that is literally ten minutes from me. That is the next suburb over from where I currently live.
2: <laughs> so, are you planning on buying an RV at any point? I was like, "Wow, Minnetonka getting a getting a little
1: shout, shout out, out here." Out. That's kind of yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, it's also funny because Minnetonka is like close to the big city. It's not like a r- rural part of Minnesota at all. I cannot say that r- rural, rural. <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say it's not a rural part of minnesota at all so i was just okay. surprised made that. anyway so this is gosh okay so they get they stop at a red light in this chase scene and they're in a cab mind you remember and the guy from the train, the train. Uh-huh. And, and the hotel the, the hotel window who got his coffee spilled on him gets in the back of the cab thinking that they're like a normal cab that can take him someplace And they make him spill his coffee all over him again because apparently this guy is never without a hot cup of coffee in his hand. And then they, to get away from Lomax, they were like reverse down a really narrow alley and the RV gets stuck. And Jane starts to like, basically Roxy starts to have a bad influence on Jane and she starts to have fun doing bad things. I'm like, ooh, she's breaking out of her shell. Mm Mm-hmm. But then the girls get out of the cab and they immediately start fighting. And this is where they have their big fight, um, where Roxy says Jane always looks down on her and Jane says that she always looks out for her. And then they start fighting over how they how they both started to act after their mom died. And this is how you said earlier, like the mom loved that they were different and uh, Roxy feels that Jane is punishing her for being different. Uh, and feels like she's pushing her out of her life and jane really feels like everything is always about roxy since she's always in trouble Mm -hmm. and um roxy is hurt that jane didn't invite her to her speech and jane wants um this is where jane uh, like officially admits that she wants to get the fellowship to england so that she can be like three thousand miles away from roxy and never have to see her again
2: And then Uh, that leads to Jane getting kidnapped by Benny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's like a sad montage of like the girls walking down the streets of New York seeing like sisters hanging out and being close and stuff, which I thought was a bit of a stretch. But because they split up, um, that's yeah, uh, Jane gets kidnapped by Benny, like you said.
2: And then Roxy uh, finds the planner and Trey as a bonus.
0: <laughs> yes. So, yeah, Roxy, Roxy sees the abandoned limo on the street after Benny has kidnapped Jane. And takes the, the, it's unlocked for some reason. I don't know why you would leave your limo unlocked on the streets of New York, but you do you. <laughs> and she takes the planner out from the front seat. And, yeah, so this is, this is where I had some questions.
2: Uh, that's when I had some questions, too. So Trey can't see that Roxy is there, yet he recognizes her voice instantly. That after man. meeting her literally an hour ago.
0: The horniness has a staying power. S- <laughs> I slept, slept, slept crazy my question was so she gets she gets him out of the the, i mean that's a good question it's absolutely insane but she (laughs) gets him she gets him out of the trunk right Uh uh-huh and i love i have to say i love how this guy was okay he went through probably one of what was might have been the most traumatic experience of his life he got kidnapped stuffed in a trunk he doesn't know if this man's gonna kill him you know like he gets kidnapped on the streets of new york Uh And the second, the second he gets out of the trunk, Roxy is making
2: him comfort her. Yeah.
1: I was like, you know what?
2: The teenage boy's (laughs) horniness instills (laughs) resilience in them.
0: (laughs) I guess. I was like, this dude is like, oh, yeah, I got kidnapped. It's all good. Why are are you sad? Like, (laughs) like, what? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh. It was just, I was like, wow, they're handling, this guy has no care in the world about anything. (laughs) So this is also what we were talking about where the Benny is, so Benny's back at the pirate ring uh, in the Chinese restaurant, like basement of the Chinese restaurant, trying to get the dog to poop out the chip. And Jane is locked inside like a storage closet and finds a bunch of movies and DVDs that haven't been released yet. She's like, oh shit, they're pirating them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then, Benny's mom comes in and threatens to torture the dog. Yeah. Which someone called PETA on this movie. I swear to God. (laughs) How do you fucking torture a dog? I don't even want to know. Anyway, (laughs) cut to back to Roxy and Trey. They arrive at Columbia where the speech is supposed to be happening. And Jane is obviously still running late because she is
2: kidnapped. Oh, just small thing. Just kidding. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, And so reminder, because a lot has happened, listeners. So you might not. This is there's so many things happening. So Roxy has Jane's planner and Jane's planner has the speech note cards in it. However, it ends up not even mattering. Anyway, so she's she is Roxy's at the place where the speech is happening with the planner. So she has everything she needs to make the speech. If Jane can't make it. So we'll come back to that. Roxy and Trey. Okay. So then. Yeah. So they're at Columbia. Sorry. I have so many notes. Then Jane. Escapes. Um, from Benny and his mom with the dog. She uh, runs um, out of the building and into Jim again. Again.
2: And then he randomly. gives her. He's the one like that's like, oh, okay. I'll take you on my bicycle. And yeah, she, in the middle of a gridlock, some, I will ride my bike on cars?
0: Yeah. He, she she tells him that she needs to get 111 blocks in 28 minutes. Now, I don't live in New York, so I don't know if that's even physically possible. But if someone who lives in New York wants to chime in, I would love to know if that's physically yeah, I, possible. Yeah, me too. It doesn't I seem was. physically possible, especially just on, like, a bike. Like, not, not in, like, a helicopter. I don't know. So, yes, they've literally ride his bike on top of cars which is ridiculous but also like just the the I, like how does she run into the same guy three different times in new york city i
2: don't it's understand Fate, Helene, look it <laughs> up
0: yes so back to roxy and trey uh they kiss so that happens and then roxy decides to pretend to be jane since jane is late for the speech uh and then Trey goes into the audience and runs into his mother, who we find out is like a judge.
2: Okay, so the- who in this movie is not a fucking judge for this contest? The like
0: <laughs> Lomax doesn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the bodega guy, like
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty insane. So <laughs> Jane gets on stage, or not Jane? Uh, I wrote Jane, but it's Roxy. Uh, Roxy gets on stage. Honestly, I'm
2: surprised st- Bob Saget isn't <laughs> part yeah, of it.
0: Yeah, that would have been hilarious if he was sitting on the judges panel. That would be so funny. <laughs> would have made sense. He'd be like, oh, you girls were in the towels earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Roxy gets on stage pretending to be Jane to read the speech because it's her turn and Jane hasn't showed up yet because she's on the bike Kidnapped. with Jim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... She like I said, she had the note cards, so she should have been able to just read the note cards and give the speech. But she drops the note cards out of the planner without realizing it. And she notices that I told you this would come back, guys. I told you this would come back. The guy from the train, the hotel window and the cab. Turns out to be Hudson McGill, and this is this speech is for the McGill Fellowship. (laughs) <laughs> so it's this is literally the guy that, like, gives out the scholarship. He has the money and gives the, gives the scholarship for this speech. So that's how it all comes back. He's, like, been physically and emotionally tormented by these women all day in one way or another. And Roxy notices that he is literally the dude. He's Mr. McGill. So because she doesn't have the speech, she starts, like, ad-libbing, um... And just like randomly, like rambling about the economy and like making up what the word economy means.
2: Yeah, no, and it's great. It's hilarious.
0: And I got to give it to Trey. He is like 100% in. This guy is so horny. I cannot stress <laughs> how horny this man is because he is like just cheering for her in the crowd because he knows that if he supports her, he might get laid later. I'm I'm 100% convinced that was the thought process behind this oh yeah (laughs) so finally jane and jim arrive on his bike (laughs) but before the before all this can happen we cut back to roxy continuing to just really ruin her speech
2: (laughs) i was getting so much secondhand embarrassment i was like i'm just gonna close my eyes through this guys yeah and she's like i want to
0: quote the great no I don't know, no scholar I,
2: no please don't do this to me like the philosopher Avril Levine Lav- Stein
0: yeah uh, she's like uh, the philosopher uh, philosopher Avril Levine Stein and then she goes on to just speak the entire chorus of complicated, complicated by Avril yeah
2: please don't <laughs> why'd do why'd you to have me to again. go
0: and make things so no. complicated? <laughs> that was so funny I was dying I got <laughs> such a second hand <laughs> embarrassment. It was really embarrassing, but I was like, "Oh!" And it just it kept on going. It's not like she just yeah, did no, like no, one no, line. Yeah,
2: I just, just yeah,
0: <laughs> she did the entire chorus. Anyway, uh, Jane finally shows up and gets on stage, and um, is about Roxy to goes. Start go, the speech. Roxy goes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, "Oh God, I was really dying up there," and she's about to start the speech, but then Lomax comes in and apprehends Roxy for truancy. And then Benny shows up. So this is just this is just like that simple plan concert where like everything is happening. There's so many plots and they're all coming together. And it's just like a clusterfuck of things happening right now. So Lomax comes and apprehends Roxy. Benny shows up and tries to take Ronaldo the dog. But Trey's mom, who is now there because she's judging the thing, stops him. And then she... Mistakes Lomax for a police officer and tells Lomax to apprehend Benny. So, because Lomax wants to be a police officer so badly, he pretends to be a police officer. Let's Roxy go so that he he can like apprehend Benny who's the real criminal and get the dog back for the lady. This is so convoluted. I I don't even know how much sense this is making. Hopefully everybody is following. Um and then Mr. McGill, the guy with the coffee pants, I'm just going to call him coffee pants, um, asks what the fuck is going on, which is a very fair question after witnessing all of this. (laughs) And Jane explains the entire crime ring that Benny and his mom are running. um, And Trey's mom asks for further explanation. And Jane lies and says that Lomax was apprehending the criminals instead of, like, chasing after her. And uh, he goes along with it and just lets Roxy go. So that whole entire plot was, like, just a waste of time. And then everything gets wrapped up. Mr. McGill gives her another chance to give her speech. Um, and instead, Jane decides to walk away, saying that she's learned that today wasn't really about the speech after all. Because, you know... It's all about Damn, the friends like, you make along the way.
2: Yeah, whatever.
0: No <laughs> uh, sentimental
2: shit like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Lomax somehow arrests Benny, although he is not a police officer. So I guess it's just uh, like a citizen so arrest. And he's still with
2: handcuffs that Benny yeah. ends up putting him on himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Let me just do it." It was actually really cute. Um, the girls make up after their fight. Jane admits that she missed Roxy, and then as they're leaving, they bump into Jim on the stairs. And they're about to kiss because, as you remember, Trey and Roxy have gotten their kiss, but Jim and, and Jane haven't gotten their kiss yet. But they're interrupted by Mr. McGill, who after, who, it makes no sense. I mean, they try to make it make sense. But after being literally, like, tormented by them all day and seeing how much shit they've had, like, it, it was just a clusterfuck of things happening to him all day with them, he still decides to give them, to give her the scholarship because he found her note cards and was like, this would have been a really good speech. So you deserve it.
2: Rich people, man, they got no sense.
0: Yes. And then the girls do like a really cute hug, which was adorable. And then we flash forward to the summer. Oh my God. We're almost done with this movie. This movie <laughs> has been a ride. So we, fl- we flash forward to the summer after all of this has happened. Roxy's band is in the studio recording. Uh, Jane is dancing around and she's joined by Jim. Uh, Jim is moving to England for her because now she's got the scholarship and she's going to Oxford, right? Mm-hmm. Which I didn't note this, but they they say London a couple of times. Uh, Oxford is not in London. Uh so oh, I think that, it, the
2: band was touring in London, was going to be touring the summer yeah, but, in London, right? But
0: like before that, like she says that she's going to London with the scholarship, and it's like you're not though, because Oxford's not in London, but okay. Um <laughs> they just like want to go back and refilm winning London or something. I don't know.
2: <laughs> oh, this was winning London too. Oh my
0: gosh. Yes, winning London too. That's they should have had that DVD case. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> So, uh, yes, Jim reveals he's moving to England for her. And Trey reveals that the band is going on tour to London, like you said, and that he's going with them. Uh, so the boys are following the girls to England because they are horniest shit. And Lomax comes in. He's dressed in a police uniform, but he's a meter maid now. So he finally got on the force. He's on the lowest rung in the force, but he's on the force. And hey. he's like just friends with Roxy now.
2: He's like, hey girl,
0: I wanted to see how you're doing.
2: Oh like <laughs> uh, let's let's note that the um vanity license plate for her uh purple VW bug is too cool for school. <laughs> oh,
0: I didn't see that. That's great. Yeah. That's a good catch. Like
2: like in a you know, in like that vanity license plate way, like the number two and then KL or something. And then the yeah. number four and then SKL or something like that.
0: Cute. Love it. Um, then basically it ends with like the band is like, they're like, okay, let the band go back to playing your song. And then everybody dances around. But the thing is, Roxy is in the the
2: drummer. Why is she dancing around? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So she's dancing around at the end, but she's in the band and the band is
2: playing. So I was like
0: really confused. Yeah. Me too. But that's how the movie ends,
2: uh which I guess ending it on that like it like pans out and you can see some like chinese like red chinese lanterns which like almost ties up like thematically the movie if like oh. visually. That's cool. And that's, well, that's like nice. the highest compliment I will give it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was I was about to say, like, it's fitting that the movie ends on such a weirdly confusing note because the movie in general is just weirdly confusing.
2: Well, I'm just saying, like, at least it looked like they tried to have cohesion yeah. visually, is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They I mean there are some things that we can praise about this movie. There's something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I am really interested to hear about what one certain white man thought of this movie.
2: <laughs> okay, let me tell you. That I have been looking forward to
1: <laughs>
2: this segment <laughs> the entire episode because I have no idea what he's gonna say.
1: Oh my like,
2: gosh. I usually have like a vague impression, you know? Yeah. But this yeah. is one where not much was said <laughs> in the course of the movie other than me being like, huh, is that Dr. Drew? Is that Jack Osborne? <laughs> i am so interested to hear if he's gonna love it or hate it all right so uh for you know new listeners if you're just you know on a whim listening to this one episode uh we have a segment called the white man's corner where we give a voice to the voiceless the white cis man in podcasting you know yeah they don't get represented enough they really don't. So that's us doing our, you know, charity work for the week. Yeah. And we're such good human beings. We're absolutely amazing. Also, I am married to this uh, white man. So that, that's a crucial part. Of, that's, yeah. I feel like that's always a disclaimer, I have to say on this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. For our journalistic integrity. <laughs>
0: Well, I cannot wait to hear what a certain white man says about it. So All right, let's go.
3: You can really tell he put some effort and money into this one. The production value is markedly better than the direct video movies. I was pleased to see one of the twins wearing a bumpet in her hair. Mm-hmm. The infamous Dr. Drew of Love Line Fame is the dad in this one. I can't imagine what problematic fatherly advice he hands down to these young women. <laughs> Did Simple Plan ever get me too'd? It's hard to keep track, and that's like the whole yeah. M.O. for that sort of band. They didn't. Truth be known, I will still <laughs> wear a T-shirt over a long sleeve tee, and I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> Fax machine in the house. I love it. My first car was a 71 VW Bug I bought in Marfa for like 1200 bucks. I love that car and retain a soft spot for bugs and their drivers. I like Eugene Levy and applaud him for pointedly not doing vicious humor that punches down. Comedians take notes. It's possible to be funny and not a dick.
1: Mm.
3: Welding school isn't an inherently bad thing. Plus, welders on the internet won't shut the fuck up about how much money they make doing it. So, you know, it's kind of the blue-collar equivalent of learning to code. It's nice to see Daryl Hammond. I hope he's found peace and is doing well. His Bill and Clinton impression was was great. I have never bumped into someone and gotten a date out of it. Was I doing something wrong? <laughs> Actually, never mind. Things turn out wonderfully for me in that department. <laughs> The train conductor should have done the last crusade, no ticket gag. (laughs) A big missed opportunity there. I actually had someone poach a uh, taxi from me once, and have you ever been furious and amused at the same time? Oh, Andy Richter, how could we ever hate your baby face? Speaking of fatherly advice, never wear flip-flops to a bar. You never know when you're going to have to make a hasty exit, as we see here in the Escape from the Limo. This should be called Mary-Kate-Nashley and the No-Good, Terrible, Very Bad Day. True. The bootleg Holiday in the Sun 2 <laughs> DVDs and the street stall made me laugh out loud. Yes! I and noticed. sunglasses exchanged with the bodega guy made me chuckle too. The thing I like most about the Flatiron building is that it comes to a relatively sharp point. Pirated music? Let's get Metallica on the case. I will always appreciate a Richard Nixon joke, so thank you. Oh, here comes the future Walker, Texas Ranger, for our second meet-cute. Holy shit, I'm actually laughing at these jokes? This week's Hey, It's That Lady is Andrea Martin, who plays Trey's mom, the senator. I can't wait for the inevitable dog poop joke. The sequence on with the twins on the ledge is actually really funny, too. I, I enjoyed it. There's a lot of implied nudity in this for a tween movie. Yes! it's John Benjamin sighting! How cool is it that the same guy can use the same voice for Sterling Archer and Bob Belcher and be perfect for both roles? This movie reminds me of pre-Disney Star Wars and that there's a whole huge universe out there, but we keep bumping into the same dozen people over and over again. I had one of the best meals of my life in Chinatown, (laughs) and I still dream about that roast duck. Mm. If you ever want to destroy your childhood memories, watch the Bob Saget segment of The Aristocrats. Just be advised, it requires, like, all the trigger warnings. A guy from my high school drove a decommissioned cop car Which, while cheap, attracts a certain kind of asshole In my experience The pop punk voice will never not be grating to me Part of the fun of these movies Is is Adrian and I picking out which styles have Or are probably going to come back around And somebody's (laughs) had a couple of really horrible, terrifying panic attacks If you ever sang a nursery rhyme at me during one I couldn't be held responsible for what happened next (laughs) (laughs) Corporate bling is a phrase That will knock around my brain Until the day I die There's no better way (laughs) In my humble opinion
1: Corporate bling To signal
3: that someone Is an unredeemable square Like showing them in white tube socks And brown shoes There's just a huge improvement In almost every aspect Of movie making here Wow And we're getting some real deal acting In the Times Square scene Who knew? (laughs) Growing up on the border We called bootleg media Pirateria Which is way more fun I'm really enjoying this denouement at the conference. The only version of Cats I will ever watch is a terrible movie version with Idris Elba and Taylor Swift. Who wants to watch it with me?
1: <laughs>
3: I'm enjoying how much the sisters' relationship is front and center with the boys consigned to the B-plot. Mm-hmm. This version of Suffragette City isn't bad either. I can't believe it. We made it through this whole movie without somebody having to scoop up dog poop. And I have to say, I think this is my favorite Olsen Twins movie. So good job, everyone. Hit the showers. What? What?
2: You think you know someone after ten years of marriage?
1: That was (laughs) hard
2: to find out. I mean, shit like this.
0: He is of the male species, and it is the horniest movie. (laughs) I I can see that. Okay, okay,
2: okay, okay. You know what? I understand now.
0: Maybe, maybe this is just this was the the men's movie. This is the movie made for men.
2: Oh, you know what, like, okay, like, let's, I'm going to trigger warning this a little bit, you know, salacious, but do you remember, I I know this because they were my age, but like, there were, um, like, on the internet, like, countdown calendars, like, made by creeps, like, you know, actual adult men for the day they turned 18. I think, I mean, I've
0: seen enough episodes of SVU to know that that probably was a thing.
2: No, but it was like a really big thing like even like even publications oh wait oh
0: like the olsen twins specifically yes i think i do specifically
2: i do remember that and like even publications like like magazines and stuff like that are more geared towards men would have like the creepy i don't know it was so creepy yeah well also i'm pretty sure and this
0: I, i i mean i didn't learn this about him until very recently um but apparently, Dak Shepard dated Ashley Olson when she was very young oh. compared to him. And he's much older than her.
2: Yeah, um, Not gross, no.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. It, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I like that about you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah.
0: Uh, well, I mean, South out, Seth always uh, surprises us. What can I say? <laughs> you uh, think you know someone. Yeah, you think you know someone. (laughs) I mean, he first he didn't like the boyfriend scene from the end of the challenge. And now this is his favorite Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. (laughs) I I don't know if I I can condone
2: this. I like how we just said what in the exact same pitch. (laughs) I can't. I cannot. It was like we were harmonizing. (laughs) Yeah. In our outrage.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. Well, I need a break from the men here. Can we, let's move it over to the feminism.
1: <laughs> what portion what? Of this podcast?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Did this film pass the Bechdel test? For me, I will say absolutely. What about for you?
0: Yeah. So something that Seth said actually was like, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. So he says like the girl's relationship actually takes front and center with the boys being more of a b plot or yeah with all the it could have been like a f plot with all the actually yeah i
1: think it's more of an f (laughs) plot um
0: but yeah basically like they don't talk about the guys like Hardly at all in the movie. It's well, not about them. It just,
2: you know, it reminds me of uh the good elements of Our Lips Are Sealed, where the, you know, they were a little bit more um like less horny, more boy crazy on that one. Um, yeah. but even then when the boys offered to help, they were like, no, we got it. You know, like this is between yeah. us. It's you know
0: right. Yeah, for sure. Agreed.
2: So it was like a cute, like a little like distraction.
0: Right. But it wasn't the
2: main focus of the movie.
0: Right, exactly. And and that scene where they were like, no, we got it. That was an iconic girl power scene. So speaking of those, did you have a favorite girl power scene from this movie?
2: (laughs) It's not a girl power scene, but just the corporate bling. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that was was fun.
0: I liked that for sure. Uh, Mine was like, there was like a little scene, right? Uh, Like we talk about how Benny kidnaps... um, Jane, Roxy. Oh no, Jane. Yeah, yeah, it is Jane. It is Jane. I don't know. I wrote down Roxy. He kidnaps Jane, but right before he kidnaps her, she like tells him off for ruining her day. Yeah, she's like, "You've really fucked up my entire day, dude." And then he kidnaps her. So I I put that one down because I thought that like I was was, like, "Oh, this guy is like menace. Like he's like some you know he's like a big crime guy and he's like trying to kill this dog that you're protecting and you are still going to tell him off. Like girls got balls."
2: Yeah. Well Or ovaries. Girls got
0: ovaries. That's what I want to say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> She's got them eggs. Uh so Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go back to the to the boys real quick. Um, to the men folk as they were. Who was your favorite love interest? Who are you crushing on today?
0: This one's not even hard. I mean this it's one, not a, a de- I is- know. It's Trey, right? <laughs> yeah, Trey. I mean Jared Palalecki is, is a sexy little man. i I mean
2: with- I mean he had me at he took <laughs> off his shirt. You know, I was like, yes, yeah. please. It's like the first three I became, minutes of him being in the movie. <laughs> I became as horny as those girls, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, he looks great without a shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
2: It's not even fair, you know. The other one just like like runs over <laughs> Jane, any chance he gets. Yeah, like
0: at at minimum three times.
2: (laughs) Like that is that is not as appealing to me as a shirtless Jared Palicki. Yeah, agreed. Do you uh, are your
0: your, do you want to pause? Is your thing here? All right,
2: let's talk about the fashion.
0: (laughs) Heck yeah. I have winners and honorable mentions for both. This, this
2: time. Wow. Okay. Tell me who your fashion victim was. So beginning of the movie, Roxy mm-hmm. is wearing
0: this punk app the I kind of talked about it. It's the punk outfit with the ripped jeans and the metallic shirt. Um and like the, you know, the white long sleeve underneath it. So that was fine. I liked it. But as they're walking out to the car, she adds a like red poofy beret type hat
2: with like a vice. I visor. did not like it. That was, my, it was awful. mine also. Yeah.
0: you know, I was like, it just, it just doesn't fit the look at all. It was like kind of, it was kind of like 70s-ish. I was like, this is so weird. I don't like it. Yeah. That was my fashion victim.
2: It was a little then, too much even for that time, in my opinion. Yeah. And it pulled me out, you know? Like I'm an accessories yeah. girly and I love a good accessory, but it was just not it. That was not it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that outfit was great by itself. I like she didn't have to add anything. And if she was going to add something it did, like like a beanie or something, like it didn't have to be a really gross red like disco hat. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it looked like a clown had, hat. <laughs> it did. It did. It was so bad. Uh, and my honorable mention is just the entire cultural appropriation montage of the House of Ling.
2: <laughs> or Max's attire.
0: Max's attire is just boring suits.
2: It, he does not look good.
0: Yeah. Was, so did I say yours then? is You have the same yeah, one?
1: Yeah, I have the same one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, maybe, maybe fashionista too. Maybe we'll have the same one. So mine is, um, which is surprising. I said the whole, the cultural, appropri, cultural appropriation montage at House of Bling was bad when they were like, you know, wearing all the bad wigs and stuff like that. Don't However, tell me it's Ashley's. Yes, it's the a, a, the after they leave I the house of Ling.
1: Is I it the same one you. for you? Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So her teal skirt suit thing. She has a with skirt the, and like with their yellow boots. Then yeah, I have knee high mustard heel boots. Yeah, they were. It was a cute outfit. I was like, OK, that whole scene was really bad and problematic. But this look, because I was like, I, I liked parts of Mary Kate's. Because she's wearing like, because I'm a big velvet girly, so she's she's wearing like a velvet, like, like it was kind of like velour, um, red velour like tracksuit kind of thing, but like with like really high strappy black heels, and then mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. hers looked a, a little bit more cultural appropriation-y after the fact, to be honest. Um, I wanted to like it more, but no, Ashley's outfit, the the, the teal was really cute.
1: I can't and then my honorable,
0: the I know it's it's amazing. It's, it barely ever happens. But my, honor, my honorable, my God, I can't do words today. My honorable mention goes to the iHeart New York outfits because I thought they, they were like- Are you
2: fucking kidding me?
0: Did you write that too? Yes. <laughs> they were just like simple, but really cute and okay, chic. I like, so
2: I usually write two, right? So that uh-huh. if you have the same one, I can just default to the other one. But are you fucking kidding me? Wait, did, did you have a second one for Fashion Victim? Oh, it was Lomax.
0: Oh, right. You wrote Lomax. Okay. Yeah, that's hilarious. We were on the same wavelength. <laughs>
2: if we just have an eye for fashion, is what I would say. You do. I don't usually, but you do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, I think this question is probably the most obvious answer of all time, but Adri, do you think that this movie stands the test of time? Um, No. What? Yeah, no, I agree. It's very problematic. <laughs> very problematically racist. Um the also the entire plot about like the computer chip and like the pirating ring and all of that. It's just all very outdated. Like they like we kind of mentioned it, but that just wouldn't happen nowadays cuz people don't pirate music in movies anymore. Well, people pirate mu- movies, I think. There's like the piratebay.com and you can like download a movie that's in theaters.
2: Oh, well, it's but- it'll be more like Today, if, we, if this was being remade, it would be a uh, handbag designer. Uh, yes, ring. You know,
0: yeah, like fake Gucci's and like Louis Vuittons and stuff. Yeah, yeah,
2: fake Louis Vuittons, fake whatever. Coach. Fake yeah, Yves Saint Laurent or whatever. You know. Yeah, I
0: will say though the one thing that does age well is the Simple Plan cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're still cool to this day, and they're still touring, and I love them. I follow them on TikTok. Their TikTok is actually really nice and fun. I like their TikTok. (laughs) All right. Are we ready to talk about media we've been consuming?
2: Yes, please. Speaking of a simple plan and things you love, what media have you been consuming? So I
0: am kind of a strange Jew in the fact that I love cheesy romantic Christmas movies you know this about me because we talk about Hallmark movies all the time um but usually they're things that like I watch with my dad uh but obviously I don't live at home anymore so I and I'm not seeing him around the Christmas time this year uh so I went on like a binge of romantic Christmas movies last weekend (laughs) I didn't watch any Hallmark ones I know you're gonna get mad at me because
2: I still haven't watched any Hallmark ones but I know, I'm not um, saying you have to. I'm just saying if you're like ready for a lower level of cheesiness, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I watched a couple of not so great ones Um, though. uh, I watched – some of them are good. I watched The Holiday Date, That's on Netflix. I watched well, – That was good. Um, I
2: really liked that one.
0: That one was fun. Yeah, that one. It was a little like I, – I didn't like that it was kind of promoting a if you're single, you're a loser. Like no one wants to be single you know, kind of thing. It's like, Hey, I'm happily single. Shut up. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, other than that, it was cute. And then, um, I watched last, last Christmas on Amazon prime. It has Amelia Clark. It has a really great cast, honestly, but it's very sad. I did not know what I was getting myself into when I saw that, when I watched that movie. Uh, so it's not a cute little happy romantic comedy. It's there. It's very sad
2: and um, then thank you for letting me know because i was going to watch it and now yeah, i know it's, i have to be ready for it
0: yeah yeah i would i don't i wouldn't say skip it but if but like yeah don't don't go into it thinking you're gonna it's gonna be happy and like you know take your worries away because you will cry um <laughs> and then i watched this is christmas i think is what it's called and it um it has alfred enoch in it who played dean thomas in the harry potter movies um he's the main character and that was also on prime and that one was okay. That was kind of more of like a community bringing the community together, like more heartfelt, less romantic. Um, and then I watched the Christmas detective. I randomly found this on max it's it's on max. Um, and that one was where it was like the, the writing and the acting was really not that amazing, but the plot was kind of fun. Um, it's like a a private detective girl and a, a like police detective guy like team up to solve a crime, and they fall in love around Christmas. It's cute. Okay,
2: uh, of course, I really do like an <laughs> unlikely duo team up to solve a murder or a mystery, and end up yeah. falling in love. Yeah, it definitely
0: wasn't a murder crime. Uh, it was a very nice tame crime. Uh, it was like art theft or something.
2: Oh, um, oh, we're talking classy crime. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, so those were the Christmas movies. I think that I, there's one more I think of that I'm forgetting, but I watched a lot of them. And then uh, I'll just also mention, I, I read the book The Friend Zone by Abby Jimenez. I mentioned it on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Or How did you men- like it? Him, Abby Jimenez. Jimenez. I, I, okay, yeah. I keep on saying it wrong. Um, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, like it her writing is fine and everything. It just, there were a lot of, it was very, there was like some misogynistic overtones. Like a lot of it is like, oh, a woman's value is based on whether or not she can produce children, which I know is like the narrative that the girl is pushing herself. Like she doesn't believe she's worthy because she can't have children. And then also all of the conflict was like fake conflict because all like every, every bit of conflict is like the type of conflict that could have been solved if they just talked to each other.
2: Yeah, but that's basically a lot of romances, is, is
1: I mean, poor communication
2: some, leads to plot. Some, yeah, but I just, like, it's all
0: very easily avoidable conflict. Like, there was not, like, actual conflict that was, like, you know, neither of the parties could do anything about it. Like,
2: Yeah, no, I get it.
0: Yeah, I was like, you are just assuming this man doesn't want to be with you for the like doesn't want to like be with you because there you can't have kids when like you don't know you haven't spoken to him He might you, like you, th- there are other options like it was just very i don't know i i'm just glad that it is over and now i am oh going to God. be reading <laughs> it was a long book it took me a while to get through it and i was like i am ready to be done but now i'm gonna i started uh in a holidays by christina lauren so
2: okay I really That's gonna like be my that holiday one. book. If you fucking hate it, don't come to me and say it. Oh my <laughs> it's gosh, okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. You can say it. But also, I I'm love like, that book.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, is this a reaction to me not liking The Friends Order? Is it because you just no. really like this book? <laughs> oh, no, I just really like it. <laughs> okay. I, I will. I've only read one chapter. I thought it would be like, it's perfect, like around the holidays. This will be my 19th book of the year. I'm wondering if I can make it to 20, but I don't think I will.
2: Oh, you might be able to. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But yes, I am excited about that one
0: because I mean, Christina Lauren rarely messes up. Christina Lauren's pretty good. So, Christina Lauren are my idols. You know. Yeah, yeah. The only one that I haven't like fully loved from her them is uh, the my favorite half night stand. That one I was like, eh, it's fine.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Have you read the Beautiful Bastard series? No. Okay. Should I should I? You might knowing you. Okay. I feel like <laughs> you will like those more than I did. And I thought they were okay. Okay. All right. I'll look into it. There's a lot of sex on page, is all I'm saying. Ooh, I'm I'm <laughs> a spicy girl. Speaking of horniness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This
0: movie was overly horny, but I you know. I'm a spicy girl, so it's fine. (laughs) So what about you? What media have you been consuming?
2: So I was watching the other night on Netflix. I started watching Survival of the Thickest. Have you heard about this uh, show? Is it kind of like
0: like my 600 pound life or no, no, you know, no. whatever? it's a oh,
2: okay. it's a it's a like fully fictional show centered on this uh, aspiring stylist who's working her way up in the industry and she's plus size oh. and black and like it's oh. really great it, it has like I I've watched the first two episodes and the only reason I didn't binge it in one night is because Seth really liked it and he was like yeah we could watch this together noah's motherfucker
0: okay i'll definitely have to check it out i actually that reminds me i actually finished today a a show on netflix a new show on netflix called my life with the walter boys
1: oh i've been
2: meaning to watch that is it
0: good i it's good yeah i like it it's it i know you never watched it but it it's very like summer i turned pretty kind of yeah it's very summer i turned pretty it's about yeah like a girl in a love triangle with two brother, two brothers, but I think they did it pretty well. I I, I liked it. Uh, it okay. is like kind of cheesy and you know stuff like that, but I, but it was cute, and okay. they just got renewed for a second season. So,
2: ooh, I'll I'm give excited. it a watch. I'll give it a watch.
0: So, survival of the thickest. Was there anything else? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> nice. <I'll have> to <laughs> well, check that it out. and uh,
2: a lot of baby shark variations. <laughs> 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 so there's there's the normal baby shark there's the sped up baby shark there's the like <laughs> um um like reggaeton baby shark kind of uh, like a little bit yeah like it has flavors of it there's like the korean baby shark there like with like, like traditional, K-pop? no like traditional oh. korean instruments there's oh. A disco baby shark. There's a, one of my personal favorites, rock and roll baby shark. This is like a just, rock concert. I, I
0: gotta tell you, I love that you have a favorite variation of baby shark.
2: Oh, good. I, there's more ba- variations. There's jazzy baby shark.
0: Oh my goodness gracious! Oh my
2: goodness.
0: Is there like is there like death
2: metal baby shark? Like baby shark? No. Well, that's like the the rock one comes the closest to that. Like there's like you know when they say save at last the like swordfish goes because this is the only time the swordfish comes out by the way it's very important for me i, to say, I, tell I don't you remember everyone. there <laughs> being a
0: swordfish in baby shark i didn't, didn't
2: know there was a goes, swordfish save our last save our last save our last and then he like crowd surfs, <laughs> like the girls
0: no <laughs>
1: wow
0: that's (sighs) wow and this entire thing is is reminding me of the the ken thing that you sent me because the ken ep (laughs) did you listen to the whole ep i haven't listened to the whole ep yet it's only four songs but it's just it's literally just the i'm just ken song from barbie different variations yeah, it's like a Christmas variation and like the, the lyrics are all the same. There's but it's like there's in my feelings like acoustic guitar variation and then there's like a <laughs> disco variation.
2: People were saying online that it was giving like um the love actually scene where he's re-recording like oh, yeah. a, a Christmas variation of his hit single. Oh. oh my god. I need to re-watch Love Actually. So I super I problematic. We will rewatch it.
0: Oh, it is very problematic, but it is also just like it's a Christmas classic.
2: Yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> but it's so problematic. <laughs> my God! Actually, I should just watch uh, the holiday instead. That one's less.
2: Oh my God! Yes, I, we just finished it the other day, and it was everything true law is so adorable yeah we we just talked about this too last week i
0: know i know we did and i just love him.
2: anyway uh (laughs) that's it
0: (laughs) we've been talking about this for ways for so long
2: i would say i would i mean ordinarily like when we plan out the season this was gonna be our last episode on the olsen twins but now we know it's not so um Keep an eye on your feeds for next time when we'll be talking about either Billboard Dad, how the West was uh, fun, or you know something else. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I'm. I think it's probably going to be Billboard Dad, but we will see. We also need to do a wrap up episode
2: uh, after that. Of so. course, of course, of course. But you Keep know, an eye out for that. <laughs> also, uh, we might take some time off for the holidays. We'll see. We probably will. <laughs> okay well until next time in the words of NSYNC bye 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 growing up millennial is an independent entertainment podcast hosted and produced by Helene Carp and Adrian Wilson our conversations in every episode fall under Section 107 of the Copyright Act, identifying criticism and comment of copyrighted material as examples of activities qualifying as fair use. Helene Karp manages our social media. Adrian Wilson edits our audio and does all our graphics. You can let us know your thoughts by emailing us at gummipod at gmail.com. That is G-U-M-M-Y-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Gummy Pod, and we are also a newsletter. Go check us out at gummypod.substack.com.
0: At Millennial, a podcast all about the. Well, I'm gonna start that over. Just we are off to a great start. <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs>